In the month of May, Streaming Things is brought to you by Chester Copperpot, Stanton Valentino, Will Nash, Alan Tomlinson, Wendy O'Laughlin, Jason Hawkins, Matthew Amerson, Trey Barrera, Conrad, Luke and Sarah, David Malfara, Kaylee Sampson, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez, Alexis Adler, Thomas Alexander, Emmy, Joe Velez, Abby Vollmer, Valerie, Aaron Layton, Amanda King, Sun Loving Mortal, Andrew Gray, Jen Robinson, Kate, Chloe Richardson, Kalisha Reeves, Kiki Newton, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Casey McCain, and Enza. Welcome back. My name is Chris. My name is Madison. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things Covering Yellow Jackets again. This time, Season 2, Episode 7, Burial. Is it Burial? Burial? Burial. Burial. I mean, that's how I would say it in context, but when it's by itself like that, I want to go Burial. Burial. Bury me softly, brother. Burial. There we go. Yeah, we're talking about Burial. I missed you guys. Missed you. We're we're a thruple again. Mm -hmm. A thruple? As we should be. Yes. You started that off like you didn't know what that meant, but then you took it home. (laughs) A thruple? Well done. As we should be. As we should be. (laughs) Don't question it. You gave the vibes of somebody who doesn't want to look uncool and so pretends to know. I'm hip, fellow youths. I can can validate Steve. Hello? Yeah. (laughs) Steve has the riz. He does. Oh, goddamn right I got the riz. He does. Speaking of gotten the riz, Chris, you're a big dick TikTok star now. Uh Yeah. How was your trip, buddy? You were gone last week, hobnobbing with Hollywood legends like, well, Hollywood legend Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> Sir, it was really fun. It was really weird. I felt met many times like I didn't belong, but uh, everybody was very gracious and kind. I was there with um, a handful of other. I cringe at this word, but it is the only uh, accurate moniker. Influencers, um, contemporaries, yeah, like content the, creators, yeah, artists, <laughs> if you will, artists. Um, a couple of like legitimate film journalists were there as well. But uh, um, uh, Jay Stoops, she's a huge TikTok persona. Um, mm. I mean, I got to hang out and meet meet her. Uh, Raiders of the Lost podcast, those guys, the oh, twins, cool. James and Anthony. Show, yeah, yeah. The previous the pod. previous guest on the pod. Uh, they were they're so sweet. By the way, I, like mm. I know we know that from hanging out with them on the podcast digitally. Our parasocial relationship was strong, but in person, they are the sweetest. I mean, uh, they saved my life down there. Not literally, but I was like a very out of place. You know, a a lot of the everyone else had hung out at multiple these events all over the country Mm. quite a few times. Right. I was I was a first timer. You're a rookie. I I was a rookie because I get invited to like L.A. a lot, but it's so far. I'm like, nah. Yeah, Allah. Oh, you're cool. Uh, so I didn't, I never go. I mean, like, because it was Austin, I was like, ah, it's not that bad. It's a couple hours of flight, right? I can make it down there. So anyway, uh, but they were the type of guys to like where I'd be sitting in the lobby. I get up very early. That's just what I do. Uh, I don't sleep that much. So I'm up at like six chugging coffee and walking around this city I've never been in before um, by myself. And so by the time like 839 rolls around, I'm just like, what do I do now? You know? And they were the type of guys to just constantly be like, hey, man, we're going to go over here. You want to come? You know what I mean? Just Aww. like these That's little gestures sweet. of of belonging. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. You know, <laughs> thank Aww, you. That's sweet. Thank you and so I can't carry you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, we thank them for taking care of you while they you're did. in Texas. They did. And uh, Robert Rodriguez is also an incredibly sweet, gracious man. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not aware really fully of what they were 
ask it of me. They just emailed me and said, hey, you want to come to a screening of Hypnotic? You get to interview. They were unclear about who because uh, they said Robert Rodriguez would be virtual and that some members of the cast would be there. None of that actually happened. Robert Rodriguez was in there in person and none of the cast was there. Mm. Um, but I, so I knew I'd be watching the movie, but I wasn't sure of what else. And what it turned into was getting to do a giant tour of Troublemaker Studios, which is Rodriguez's own personal movie studio in Austin, mm. um, where he made Sin City and all the Spy Kids movies and uh, That's so cool. Alita Battle Angel, like, which is a movie I love. I mean, I've been obsessed with Rodriguez since I was a little kid when Desperado came out. I was way too young to be watching that. Uh, but Summer Hayek was formative for me. <laughs> In that young age, right? Uh, and so it was Why? just. It was <laughs> <laughs> Let's unpack that. We don't need to. Go on. Uh, but I got to tour. Like they still have. I don't know if you're a huge uh, Alita Battle Angel fans, but it's a great movie, actually. I they, like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They have all of Iron City is still built in the back lot. Like Sweet. it's practical. So, I mean, you walk down like avenues and blocks and blocks of it. It's just built back there because um, something I really didn't know about. Rodriguez is he still like an indie filmmaker at heart? Uh, I mean, he's literally an indie filmmaker, but I mean, he does everything as low budget as possible. So even his newest film, Hypnotic, uh, he'll use like a piece of the Alita Battle, Battle Angel set, mm -hmm. you know, and just film in this uh, apartment over here where they shot, shot Christopher Waltz's characters stuff. And I don't know, I was just I can't describe as a burgeoning filmmaker myself how cool that was to see. Like he shot pieces of this new movie all over his actual studio, like the break room, the hallways, the offices, like he that's how I would do it, like with Steve in my house. You know, if mm -hmm. I was making a movie like in one scene, he still had uh, he, he was walking us down the hallway to his like, like I said, his break room in the studio where they just have like a coffee maker and chips and shit and like one couch. And on the wall was a, an elevator button that they had like taped to the wall. Uh, <laughs> and I was like. Oh, hey. And he's like, yeah, this is where we shot the scene with Ben Affleck coming out of the elevator. But it wasn't a real elevator. It was just this hallway. <laughs> uh, and I was like, no fucking way. You could yeah. you could just buy an elevator. And he's like, I could. But A, it's more fun this way. And B, mm. um, you know, his whole career has been based on like saving as much money as possible so that yeah. studios won't fuck with him. Mm -hmm. Like they'll just let me do whatever I want because I'm not really spending that much. And that's just how I like to do it. Like there's a scene in the movie that takes place at the, the U.S. Mex um, U.S. Mexican border. It's literally the front of his studio in Austin, <laughs> like un awesome. under the awning at the front door. He turned it into a border patrol area and was just like, like he could the, easily just film at the border. He's that kind yeah. of director. Like they would let him do that. But he's like, no, nah, I'll just do it right here in my backyard. You know? That's the fun <laughs> thing about movies is like the reality is whatever you put in the frame yeah. of your camera, like literally whatever is beyond that frame could be anything. As long as you make that in between those four sides that reality true it could be whatever you want it's so yeah. fun that's why i like and anywhere medium. you want clearly yeah, yeah. and really he cool. he was so i just can't it was formational for me like it was just so awesome to talk to him and how supportive he was of even what i'm doing you know mm -hmm. what i mean he's like no like you're what you're doing is incredible it's the same thing as like when he took el, el, el mariachi to sundance in 1992 Nobody else had done that before. You know what I mean? He sold his plasma and stuff, raised $7,000. He shot it himself. He directed it. He wrote it. He edited it. He still edits all of his own movies. He, mm -hmm. he likes doing that. Wow. Uh, he's the DP on all of his movies. He's the director on all. You know what I mean? He just does everything like he's still just some kid in his backyard. Um, and he's like, if I had fucking YouTube back then, I would have made so many more movies. Like, it just mm -hmm. wasn't a thing. Like, what you're doing is awesome. Um, and he's like, after I did that, in one Sundance... 
you know, all of a sudden you had Richard Linklater and Quentin Tarantino and Kevin Smith and all these people going to festivals, making movies with a few thousand dollars. Cause he's like, and he said it this metaphor, he was like, it's like somebody running the hundred meter dash in less than five seconds. Once one person does it, it's like a switch is flipped and all of a sudden a thousand people can do it because they know yeah. it's possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and he's like, and so what you guys are doing with your generation, putting just pointing your phone at yourself in your house and getting all these followers and stuff like that's so incredible. It's so great. I think it's the same spirit of what I did. Uh, and it just got me really excited, not only for what we're doing right now, but for what we could do. Maybe want to make another movie in the future again. Yeah. Um, he was just so supportive of that. Like you guys have so many tools and he's right. Like the only reason he had to sell plasma and El Mariachi even cost seven grand was because film was so expensive yeah. back yeah. then, you know? He was one of the first filmmakers to adopt uh, digital technology because everybody else kind of fought it. Mm. Um, so anyway, I'm just really hyped. I want to make a movie again. Yeah. Um, but it was cool to meet. They say never meet your heroes, but he was a super cool guy, super chill. Mm -hmm. and he, gave, he gave me a 20-minute interview. I mean, that's I've done yeah. cast and director interviews before, and they're usually like, you got 10, and then once you hop on, they're like, you got four. We're running late, you know? Mm -hmm. But he was just like, yeah, we'll just sit here all day. Yeah, he was so chill. Like, I got to watch the unedited 20 minutes that you shot with him, and it was just really neat to see, A, you interviewing him, yeah. but B, also just how, like, hey, friend, come sit with me. Yeah, he was yeah. so warm. And I, you know how I can tell he's a good dude uh, is how his kids looked at him. Oh, yeah, his yeah. kids look at him like, like, oh, like I wish like he's the a hero. Yeah, I wish someone would look at me like the way his kids look at him. Because <laughs> yeah. it is it is there. That is pure love it's, right there. Yeah, the last thing I'll say, is, like, I, I asked him a question about why his kids chose to work on the movies and you know because one uh rebel i think did the score and the other one co-wrote it um racer and uh because he's got double r productions is his mm -hmm. studio and so he named them both rr that way when he passes it still like makes sense you know yeah. <laughs> that's my yeah, own he head just canon. the alliteration of yeah yeah um but i was i and i was like so what have you, have you always planned for them to be in the movie business and he was like absolutely not i actually never wanted them to be in the movie business i just assumed it was my passion they wouldn't necessarily adopt it and they could do their own thing but when they worked on the first movie with me um everything went wrong like it always does right like the the one of the actors didn't show up one of the sets fell over and we were behind time and we realized the way that we wrote the scene wasn't going to work with the set that we had and so it's chaos as always right and uh, I look over at my kids thinking, oh, they're probably going to be fucking miserable. And I could tell they were having the time in their lives. And they came up to me and they were so happy. Like, Dad, nothing's working out, but this is great. Uh, and he's like, and I realized in that moment that I wasn't teaching them about filmmaking. I was teaching them about life because life is that way. Like you make all of your plans. You got everything down to a T and then you show up. Nothing happens that way. You have to adapt on the spot. And then, in fact, everything that actually happens is better than you could have ever hoped or planned for because you went with it. Right. Uh, and I just thought that, that was powerful because in my own life, like if I had my way, I would be in uh, like Berkeley or something teaching English class right now, which was my intention or on sabbatical writing a fucking literary treatise about Ken Kesey. Uh, <laughs> and that didn't work out. And what I'm doing now is so much cooler and I'm so much happier because everything went wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I know. I just thought that was powerful. I thought that was cool. Thank you, yeah. Robert. But anyway, I had a good time. Good. My Glad man. you had a good time. But I missed you guys. We missed you too. Oh, we missed you, buddy. But I was a little glad I wasn't here. Yeah, why? Because I got to say, I actually was not a fan of episode six. Really? Quite. I wouldn't say at all, but there was a lot of things that I was bothered more than I ever have been in my Yellow Jackets history because huh. of two distinct reasons that stand out. Because I've had a long time to meditate upon it, right? 
the whole like Shauna's Sophie Nelise was fucking incredible. There's yeah. no way around that. Uh, did you guys tell the story? I didn't get to listen to like the last 30 minutes of the show uh, about how they had to reshoot that. We did mention that. Yes. Wild. Yeah. Cause Crazy. I mean, that's almost like unfair to the actor. Like, so oh, yeah. like to, can you imagine the director being like, Sophie, uh, <laughs> hey. I know you're just now like you stopped crying finally from putting yourself yeah. in that mental place. I'm going to need you to do that again. <laughs> I, I haven't. So when I found that out, when you, I found that out when you, when Steve mentioned what you said on mm -hmm. the show and I then saw an interview with, uh, Jasmine Savoy Brown and she even was the one to say that, yeah, we had to go back and reshoot it. I don't know if it was immediately after or a couple of days later, but I can, that's crazy that they had to redo all of that. Yeah. It reminded me like one of our sets, you know, when they were just like the camera wiped, you know, yeah. I was like, damn, that shit happens on real stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How crazy. terrible is that? That's the, uh, the other <laughs> yeah. side of the digital coin, I well, guess. Who, who would the DIT, right? They definitely messed up the, the data person. Oh, you think somebody got fired maybe. on that? Yeah. Well, yeah. somebody definitely got fired for that. Yeah. yeah. If, they, if they lost everything. I just thought yeah. it, maybe it was a malfunction, not that they accidentally deleted it, but maybe you're right. It could be a bunch of, it could be it, several yeah. things. Um, but for it to be a malfunction would have to be, I feel like uh, it would almost be immediately yeah. caught and it would only be like one take versus yeah. a whole section of footage just completely You think somebody gone. tried to play it off? Oh, definitely. All right, rehearsal's over. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> Great what? job, everybody. We'll fix it. Whatever happened in post. Sophie's like taking off her fake belly like in relief like, oh, gosh. God, I'm ready. Get this over with. But, but I was really, I don't, I don't know if hurt's the right word, but, you know, the whole thing that they did I, I, when – it was fake, right? Like her baby's alive and they filmed like 15 minutes of the episode mm -hmm. and then it comes back and the baby's dead. And she had, I was really offended by that because I, and, and again, this is just my perception. Uh, I feel like they've been kind of doing things like that a little bit all mm -hmm. season. And if you do it too much, it's not like a fun trick anymore. Sure. It's just, you keep lying to us. It's just and an so, overplayed yeah. trope of, so, yeah. So now if you can just go back and say, just kidding on mm -hmm. something that big, you've kind of lost my trust as an audience member a little bit. And it's, it's kind of like a, you both graduated from film school. It's like a sophomore year of film school thing. Like it was all a dream, you know, like you get, I know in writing, they, they beat it's that out of you. You think we made 20 minute long videos. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was that element of it. Like it was still powerful because of her performance and yeah. just the whole, I have kids. So that like the whole weight of it was like, yeah. ah, mm -hmm. um, but also, uh, Shauna's character. I felt like she wasn't really, she Ad was the least likable that she's ever been. Adult Shauna. Adult Shauna. I agree. Really pissed me off. And you know how special that character is to me. And I was like, this isn't fun if she sucks, you know, <laughs> well, to me. And I forget if I mentioned this, but I feel like there's a huge separation between young Shauna and adult Shauna in the previous in episode six. Yeah, I, I see a very clear difference between those two characters. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I agree with you. I think adult Shauna has not been fun to watch recently. And I think I feel they, like they, the oh, sorry, Chris. Go no, ahead. you go ahead. I was going to say the the inconsistencies with writing Callie that was so prevalent in season one and the first half of this season. I feel like that has been transferred onto Shauna between what how she was written last episode and then how she's written this episode. Mm -hmm. There's just a, there's just I don't know. There's like a weird um, 
whiplash effect happening with, yeah. with that family and that character and Callie as well. well it's and, I'm, and I'm trying to decipher if it's an intentional thing, if they're trying to make her this unreadable character because she herself is trying to identify these emotions within herself. Um, and we kind of get a little bit of that this episode with a little bit of a deeper emotional uh, connection. Yeah, I think so, Seven does some heavy lifting with fixing a lot of my issues with Shauna. Yeah, but I completely agree that episode six, I everything that adult Shauna was saying, I just was sheer dif- disappointment. I just was like, come on, I'm really rooting for you and you're just letting me down. Yeah, like she's supposed to be like secretly savvy in these areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just she was shit in the bed all over the place. Uh, in that episode, like just handling the cops, like even Jeff was like spit. He did a spit take, you know, like what? And uh, and he's supposed to be a doof. But even he was like, you did what? That's a terrible idea. Yeah. Like what happened to the fucking call my lawyer cake? I mean, she baked it right. and you didn't even ask for a lawyer one time. Right. Uh, it was just upsetting me. Well, maybe if Misty used an ice cream cake. That's <laughs> true. That's maybe. true. Maybe Anders would have gotten through. No, Walter. His His absence was felt very strongly by me in episode yeah. six. Um, uh, and so just all around, I, I was like, oh, maybe it's best. Well, not good there. news, Chris, cause episode seven Woo boy. fixes oh, yeah. that. It oh, does. Yeah. Well, not as much as I would like, but true, it does. True, true, true. Uh, in a way I would have never expected. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but it was really good to see like the adult gang all together. Like yeah. that was an interesting feeling that mm-hmm. I was experiencing there at the end. Um, and, but Lottie's face confused me. She looked very. That's her face, sir. Yeah. <laughs> she looks very to Simone uh, Kessel. <laughs> she looked very upset or like angry almost. Like oh, that the they're car- all there. Yeah. What do we think? And I, I'm gonna try to get through this as, as quick as I can, but I've got a few thoughts about some things that are either bothering me, A, or B, just like really interesting questions that we still have while watching this, right? Like, um, for one, what's up with Lottie? Is she gonna is she leading up to being a villain? Is she like I feel like she's all over the place. Uh and I know that's intentional because she has like some, some severe you know neuroses but also maybe uh, supernatural things. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess after episode 7 where I'm at with my head canon is that uh she got back from Switzerland over a decade ago which is kind of a running joke that they thought she was still there, but she's been home a long time. But also it leads you to believe like she's kind of not had her issues with the Antler Queen visions for mm-hmm. over a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, but my confusion with her and Taisa is why now? Like the whole running thing of season two is uh, we brought it back with us. Right. But it's like, but you've been okay for 20 years. Mm-hmm. You've raised families and like, it's like Taisa's like built a, a very successful life. What is the catalyst for why it's coming back now? It makes no sense to me yet. And if it has been there the whole time, then how are you able to like cope so well? Uh, I need something. I need like a this this triggered the switch. You you touched the talisman again or you shocked dayed or something, you know? Well, the main reason they all got together to begin with was Jeff was trying to blackmail them and was sending. So you think it's the proximity to the each other that caused these I things? I think so. It's possible because the spirit wants them to be together mm -hmm. at Lottie's place, right? Yeah, which I also have some theories as to why Lottie, there's the whole subject of them being together and why, you know, they're all being drawn together. It almost to me seems as though the wilderness has unfinished business Mm -hmm. or, you know, something was supposed to happen in the woods and it didn't. And so I think maybe, I don't know if my thoughts are like, that's the foreshadow of what's to come. I don't know, but I'm, that's what I'm feeling from all of whatever Lottie has been talking about and the whole idea of all of them together. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Also uh, something that's bothering me. 
What's that? Tell me. Thais is a fucking senator. <laughs> I was thinking of that this episode too. People are like, like the government just doesn't care. It's she's gone. Well, technically, technically, <laughs> she technically, has no senator jobs. Technically, has she been sworn in yet? Or is are we still riding through the lame duck uh, session from November to January, whatever time frame this is? There's usually like a three month period where I want to say she hasn't sworn in yet. Because um, I feel like I don't. I feel like they wouldn't not just completely throw that yeah. out, like obstacle but it, away. But it's weird that no one's like Senator Elect <laughs> Taisa yeah. is missing. <laughs> Her Maybe. wife is in a coma, yeah. and we don't know where their boy is. Yeah. Exactly. Like, we don't know who's taking care of Sammy and, like... Or Steve, the fuck, dog. Yeah. What I happened to Steve, Steve the dog? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, he's faring a lot better than Biscuit, no matter what. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Biscuit. Very true. R.I.P. Biscuit. And what does the rune mean? I... Have you seen these trigonometry theories? Yes, we. The, I think we talked about it on the show. About why the room and the room might actually be like a, a trigon, trigonometrical map. <laughs> trigonometrical. Trigonometrical. It made sense dramaturgically speaking. Dramaturgically. Um, I I don't know, and to be honest, I haven't really thought about it. I just am like, okay, the symbol exists. I mean, I don't know if we're ever going to get a breakdown of it. I don't know. There's just you're right. There's still like a lot of stuff we don't know. Yeah, I feel I, like me not having watched Lost is leaving me at. Uh, handicapped for being able to uh, solve this mystery, right? Because I, I think there's, I don't know what the fucking hatch is. You know what I'm saying, Steve? <laughs> What's in that hatch, guys? I, I think there's some tunnels down there below this wilderness. Are I mean, you saying that underneath the rune, there's just going to be Desmond? I don't know what lost. that means. <laughs> Speaking of yeah, lost. I have no idea what that means. We dropped a poll for some shows we might cover once Yellow Jackets is is over, which will be very soon, sadly. Um, and we thought because of the writer's strike to show solidarity with that, uh, but also just because people have a bigger fandom for these shows, we might do something that's already done and run, right? So we put a poll up and the whole thing with the poll, and I want to reiterate here is that the winner of the poll does not necessarily dictate what we will cover. It's just so we yeah, can put some just, dealers out. Yeah, we're just trying to see what people vote for, but also what people get feedback wise. Like mm-hmm. what are people against? What are people very for? Like we're just... Testing the temperature of the waters. So Steve and I both nominated two shows and I chose Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. And Steve chose Lost and Veronica Mars. Hmm. Uh, And we put a poll on Twitter, Instagram. And the one thing we know for sure is Veronica Mars will not be one of them. (laughs) No. We got very few votes. Yeah. Um, Breaking Bad is winning by a nose on Twitter. But Game of Thrones destroyed on Patreon and Instagram. Mm. Um, here's what got, so you would think, okay, Game of Thrones. Great. I know Chris loves Game of Thrones. He named his daughter Arya. This will be a great show. However, some of our most ardent supporters are so vehemently against us covering Game of Thrones that it puts, it puts me in an awkward position. You know, it's like, oh no. Um, so I think it'll probably be lost, but we still don't know for sure. Yeah. This isn't for sure. But the consensus was, was lost was always either second place or a very close third. And everyone ha- seems to be like, I really hope Game of Thrones wins. But if Lost wins, that's great. Mm. So it seems to be like if there was a ranked choice voting style of votes, yeah. Yeah. it would Lost would win because Lost has the more favorable. Also, I think Lost lends itself because we're in this Yellow Jackets mode. It makes more sense to go into that. And also it makes sense to cover. We're going to cover Game of Thrones. Yes. It just might make more sense to cover Game of Thrones when mm. House of the Dragon is coming coming soon. Yeah. So yeah. You, you GOT haters. All you're, all you're doing is Biden time. 
no matter what happens. Because <laughs> winter is fucking coming. <laughs> Game of Thrones is inevitable. <laughs> For that ass. And also a lot of people have written in like, hey, you should really do Severance. We will be. We will be. For sure. When season, two, when season two is announced and we know better yeah. when. Because we have to make sure when does it make sense timing wise to do these shows. Mm-hmm. But we're definitely going to do Severance. We're definitely going to do Game of Thrones. We're probably going to do Lost. But also, no matter what we do, it'll only be for sure like the first season, right? Yes. So like- I was going to ask, how are you going to do that? It depends on how it does. Because yeah. I mean, like we could still, we, we often do two to three to four episodes a week. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it doesn't mean it's going to be a Lost only podcast from now yeah, on. Yeah. We can still do uh, Ahsoka and Star Wars and all these other movies that come out and, and all of our like segments that we do. Um, so it'll be fine no matter what, but it's like, if it's really, if nobody cares, we're not going to keep doing it. So we'll commit to like a season, mm-hmm. but if our numbers are so low that we realize, okay, everybody kind of is not digging this. We can tell by the, by the math, um, then yeah, we'll just kind of let it die. Yeah. Cause there's, there's <laughs> what? 120 something episodes of loss. We don't want to commit to. Well, and it was on broadcast television. So there's 20 episodes so, a season. Well, you, that's that. And there's also episodes that have nothing to do. Yeah. Just filler episodes for. For TV the purposes. Lola and Paolo episode. <laughs> yeah. So yes. how do you feel about Madison, that? Madison, do you understand that reference? Just because you've told me about it. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> have you ever seen Lost? I, I have really not. Excited. I have not seen Lost. But I, I have show. I have been my friends have who have seen it have talked to me about it. So mm-hmm. I I know what the whole Would you want to watch Lost? Sure. Like if you weren't doing anything for the next few months. <laughs> <laughs> are you asking me to watch I'm Lost? I'm just saying what are you doing? By the way. This, this is a good time to do this. No, this is a good time to do this, right? Uh, you guys might know. I don't know if you can see behind me. I can't see my camera feed. Here, there. I'll, I'll jump to your camera one second. Yeah, jump to me, bro. So back here. I, got, I just got to get it up. I got, I got a gift in the mail from the Yellow Jackets people. It's pretty fire. It is a yellow jacket. I think you remember me talking about this on the show. I was You wanted it. Sh- shameless. Yeah. I saw another influencer. You were like, oh, I got my jacket. I'm so cool. And I was like, holy fucking wait up. So I emailed Yellow Jackets and I was like, yo, give me one of them jackets. And they did. They yeah. gave it to me. That's pretty uh, sick. And I don't think I look anywhere near as good in it as you do, Madison. I would like to give it to no. you. It is yours. No, Chris. That's why no, I asked you to try no, it on. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's yours. No. Yes. You will appreciate it so much more. Stop. <laughs> Stop. That's you. It's yours. No. It's, a little, it's a little too warm out right now. Stop. Chris. <laughs> it's yours. Chris. No. It's yours. <laughs> and listeners of the show I'm going to grip it really hard. <laughs> unless you, you want. You can't. I'm not taking it back. Chris. I'm not taking it back. It's over there on that side of the table. It's gone. It's dead to him. <gasps> I have been trying to think of a, a, a nickname that I could like call Madison that would show my affection for her. But I can't call her Maddie because she has a friend named Maddie. And so that only leaves son, you know, it's the other half of her name, but that's weird, you know, but here you go, son. You know? oh, <laughs> Chris, thank you. It's been the plan the whole time for a while. I called Steve a while ago. Like, do you yeah. think she would like it? I think she would like it. <laughs> that's oh why I was gosh. like, do you want to try it on? Cause I was like, if it didn't fit, then that'd be an awkward gift. You'd be like, thanks. <laughs> this is so sweet. I yeah. appreciate it so much. You are not only an incredible asset to the show, but uh, a really cool person. And I know you love the show. And I know that you're like a, th- you're like a thrifty person. And I was like, this, I your, this is your aesthetic. This is your vibe. <laughs> and that is a jacket. You literally can't get, I mean, you can't get that, you know? 
That's nobody. Everybody's like, oh my God, how did you get that? You'd be like, none of your business. <laughs> I'm like a big deal. It's not a big deal. I'll say my, my cool bestie, Chris gave it to me. For, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Chris, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's so sweet. Yes. Thank you so much. You deserve it. You oh. earned it. Absolutely. All right. Way to go, son. <laughs> That's <laughs> my thing. Thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so sweet i wish it wasn't so hot in here you could wear it but yeah I, yes. don't blame it's, you it's hot as hell outside <laughs> and in here sheesh so episode seven <laughs> burial we'll do what we always do if you're new to the show and you're still here fucking wow that's a miracle however um what we do is we talk about our overall thoughts a little bit of thoughts on what we thought in general and then we'll do a play-by-play scene-by-scene recap with some ample uh, you know, what's it? sidebars. Uh, and then we'll get Ample into sidebars. <laughs> That's how I like my sidebars. Ample. Ample. Uh, we'll get into our choice cuts aptly named for our top three favorite moments of the episode. And then some honeycombs, little Easter eggs, little tidbits uh, that we pulled out. Usually like, you know, music's references to the 90s, things like that. And then we'll finally cap it all off with our buzz, buzz, buzzworthy performance nominations. Buzz, our buzz, favorite buzz, performance buzz, buzz, buzz. of the episode. Madison, I think. I've got a really good idea what yours is for episode seven. Steve's always a wild card. You think you know my Buzz Buzz performance? I think I do. Okay. Is, is this it? the episode I nominated Callie? Uh, yeah. Well, well you're, Steve's <laughs> for always not like. being in it. <laughs> I nominate Biscuit just for. Well, my favorite is Crystal. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's Kristen. You mean Kristen? Kristen, yeah, thank you. Correct. You're using her dead name? So- sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot Kristen. of people, I find this funny and I'm not making fun of you. First off, our listeners are geniuses. I saw in the Discord, at least, because I don't read a lot of theories. I don't listen to other podcasts. I don't listen to any interviews because I like my dumb thoughts to be pure for the show. Yeah, unfiltered. Everyone's getting yeah, the real deal. Which is why I think a lot of people write in like, hey, you're a fucking idiot. And I'm like, well, it is what it is. But <laughs> a lot of our listeners predicted uh, what happens to Van in episode seven. Uh, yeah. What we find out about, like, at least in the Discord, I saw people theorizing that this was the case for weeks now. So props to you for that. But online on TikTok specifically, because I make Yellow Jackets videos pretty sparingly, but sometimes. And I got thousands of comments about how Crystal's not a real person. Uh, and then they think <laughs> she's a figment of Ooh. Misty's imagination because no one else in the show has like referenced Crystal specifically. Only Misty has, which is not but, true. But they yeah. have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just, right. They've, they've referenced her several there times. There was a whole scene of introducing Crystal where she was talking to another person. I know. I know. And then Mari going, oh, no, there's two of them now. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's the one of many, many examples. I'm begging you to watch uh, the show. Guys. But I just I don't want to be mean, but I did want to say that was funny. Uh, for all of you out there that thought Crystal was uh, a figment. But I don't blame you in a sense either because there's definitely some fuckery going on. Of, I know. Uh, watch that. Like yeah. it, that she actually doesn't exist and then there's going to be a lot of egg on our faces. Well, like after episode six, it's like, well, they could do anything unfairly. It's And there's no rules. <laughs> we dreamed up our time in the wilderness. <laughs> You're out of your element, Donnie. Um, so the episodes. Well, I guess, Madison, your overall thoughts. How do you feel about seven? Episode seven, not the movie by David Fincher, which is great, by the way. Uh, well, let me start by uh, bringing back my a few words, no context. Yes. I didn't do it the past couple episodes because I was gone and then I forgot. Uh, <laughs> Fair. Um, Very good reasons. But I uh, so I have Bruce the goat because we love Bruce. Uh, high calorie butt meat. Loved mm. that. And then cold coffin, I think is what the, the tank that Misty went mm. in. That's what they called it. Um, but my overall thoughts is. To be honest, it's not it's not my favorite. I think it's I would classify it as a 
slightly above average episode. Um, I felt like it had some really good moments, uh, more emotionally driven than like actiony, like twistery type, um, and a little bit of a slower pace than I was anticipating. But overall, I I enjoyed myself. I thought it was a good, a yeah, good we, episode. We got two episodes left I in know. this season. I know. That's another theory is that episode 10 was like a secret episode oh. that might actually happen. Um, they're saying no, though. They're like, okay. seriously, though, there's only nine. There's only nine. <laughs> they wouldn't have had that that week break. If yeah, they're, yeah. It's yeah. like when you're a kid. Oh, shoot. We don't have 10 ready. <laughs> we need a break. <laughs> you know how when you're a kid and sometimes your parents would have an extra Christmas present hidden away? Like, all right, mm-hmm. that's all it. That's it, everybody. And then like an hour later, they'd be like, oh, what's this? And it'd be like the PlayStation 2. <laughs> That is really cute, but what parents don't is realize that what is that you got for Christmas last year. Yes, <laughs> the Christmas where you don't have one of those, your kids are like wink, wink. It's all it though, and, and they're your like, parents are like, seriously, seriously it's, it's it. it's over. Seriously, <laughs> Steve, you're 35. <laughs> Buy yourself whatever you want. Um, yeah, so what, hopefully. What did you guys think, Steve? Yeah, Steve, what did you think? Uh, so this episode is like middle of the road. Mm-hmm. I think, okay, so it, this episode does feature what is po- probably, and I think we can all agree, the greatest scene of television ever committed <laughs> to screen. Mm-hmm. We're all there, right? We are all in agreement on this. It's top this, five. Yeah. Chris. I mean, there's like, five. there's like Viserys coming to the throne room. Chris, you know, we're at war. Pick a side, my guy. There's like Ozymandias of Breaking Bad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no but, comment on any of this. But so like this so if this show features a scene that has Misty in it, if Van is in it, mm-hmm. um, I'll throw Ty in. If mm-hmm. Ty is in it, mm-hmm. stellar. Amazing. This episode specifically, if it featured Shauna, or if it or if it featured um uh Nat which was very upsetting. This was a very uneven whiplashy episode in terms of character writing. I was not feeling though. Like, I really think they did a poor job with taking those characters where they need to be. I know they, they sort of retcon something for us with Shauna's character in particular with this mm-hmm. episode. And, and I, it just felt very forced and like, we know what we did last episode. Let's try to fix that right away. Mm. And, I just didn't like that. It felt forced. It didn't feel true. And it also just made kind of like Shauna just seem, I don't know. It's very just uneven. emotionally and, unstable. Yeah. And then the whole stuff with Nat uh, just kind of decided like, oh, no, I'm all in now. Yeah. I have drank the Kool-Aid. I was, uh, I mean, I know Madison remembers when I was like, I think Natalie's really digging this therapy secretly. Mm-hmm. And then I do remember you like saying a couple that. weeks later, I apologize to you for apparently no reason, because now Natalie's like really into that therapy. Well, now she is <laughs> oh, two weeks ago. She, she wasn't. She wasn't at the time. <laughs> but I see where you're coming from where they're. Yes. They're, I think the initial intention was not just there to figure out what happened to Travis. And then that was like resolved question mark in a very odd way. Like yeah. the mm-hmm. whole Lottie, I guess, is true. Like Lottie was there to see him like assist him not hang himself i guess i don't know and it malfunctioned oh no the button stopped oh, working no, they're stuck oh, yeah no. stepsister so, <laughs> like are we still to believe that's what happened and then you know is not does not believe that that happens like i don't know there's just some elements where i'm like okay are they really believing lottie's bullshit because i still don't know if i do you i know? don't think lottie believes lottie <laughs> 
True. It's very confused. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. But Steve, True. you're right. I mean, there's been a lot of backlash online about the treatment of Natalie specifically in episode seven. Like just like that. It felt like a different character completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very strange. It didn't bother me for some reason, even though that's one of my favorite characters. Um, Cause it's mostly uh, young Natalie. You know what I mean? That has always like spoke to me. Um, and like the young storyline in general is where most of my heart lies. Yeah. If I'm being honest, unless it's like misty. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. But I agree with you guys. I think episode six was like the only time out of 16 episodes, I guess, where I was like, uh oh, um, <laughs> not having a good time. Oh, no. um, but brought it back quickly with seven is what I feel. Like. It didn't come all the way back, but mm-hmm. it's back. It's on the right track. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. I'm a little confused, though, where they're going to go with the next two episodes to really like we have to have multiple deaths, I think, in both timelines in the next two episodes. Um, cause like last season, well, I mean, uh, the, the, the background girls, uh, got a lot more, um, uh, dialogue this week, maybe yeah. to remind you, Hey, these are people are here too. So that yeah. when we kill them next week, be sad, you'll remember that they were there. Well, I think we, we <laughs> often forget, like there's still, there's going to be another summer and supposedly another winter. Another winter. Yeah. So, I mean, there's still technically a whole other year left of them in the woods. So I don't know how, how for like 10 people to die. Right. Right. Because, you know, we've only seen what is it? The six adult women later in life. So, I mean, that's a lot of people that have to perish within the next year in mm. the nineties the version. I would really love it if they just in the modern day timeline just introduced another dude just randomly. Oh, hey. he, here's Craig. <laughs> like, remember, Craig, remember that time when we were starving? He's like, yeah, man, sucks. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah. So glad we made it home. <laughs> oh my God. Misty's here. Girl. <laughs> so glad you brought a ball boy on that trip. Um, <laughs> I think I like the theory that what they're going to do with the queen of hearts card you know how they like draw cards for their chores mm-hmm. Yeah, is that eventually the queen of hearts with the eyes scratched out is means we're going to eat you. Essentially, and so when like, you get that card, you're like, you feed the group. It's like the black or no, the black spot from parts of the crew. Yes. <laughs> I've got the spot. Um, and so like that might be a way that Do they you fear death, Lottie. <laughs> that they t- <laughs> was that your Jeffrey Rush? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that was uh, the, the tentacle face man. Eat a David whole Jones. bushel of apples. Bill, so you Bill fear Nye? death. Is that that? Bill that Nye, yeah. Bill Nye. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like it might democratize being eaten or something like it'll be more mm. fair. Like so they can be like, it's up, fair. Vote or die. Fate. Yeah. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Vote or die. So the episode opens in 1996 and we get some establishing shots of beautiful aerial shots. Blizzarding. Yes. I would say beautiful. I thought they were pretty. Not good for the like. uh, No, not good for the situation. But but beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) If you were just visiting, you'd be like, wow. Wow. (laughs) Uh, And I know it's a honeycomb, but I can't not mention the fact that it was uh, Nirvana, something in the way. Right. Yeah. Uh, when, whenever you throw something in the way as a needle drop in any movie, which is a lot recently, I'm just, it's like, as soon as you hear that, dong, that first like, yes. guitar, you're like, Whoa. I'm in, I love this. <laughs> this is the unplugged so version, much. right? I love it. Um, uh, no, I, maybe I think it is, but yeah. I could be wrong. I, well, yeah, I'll look that up. It was used to great effect in the Batman. Uh, but equal, I, I love that song. I adore it. It's, it is a vibe. It and is a vibe. so all of the girls are in mourning, you know, over the baby. 
Um, and so they're all just sitting, staring around. Taisa tries to get Shauna to drink some water, mm-hmm. to get a little self-care in. Uh, she refuses. And Lottie notices that the snow has finally stopped. So they've been in. I mean, the shit bucket is overflowing. Did you, did you hear the one person when Lottie's like, it stops snowing and they open the door. The one per there's somebody in the background that goes, somebody grab the bucket. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> first order business. Get that, Get that out, out of here. here. <laughs> yeah. They pry open like the snowbound door and Taisa again, tries to get Shauna to get some fresh air uh, to prod her into doing something you know, positive for herself. Mm-hmm. Shauna's having severe, I don't know if you'd call it, is, is, is it postpartum at this point? I mean, if the baby's, uh, yeah, I mean, she's, her body's probably hurting. You know, she's cuddling the the dead yeah. baby, which is really sad in itself. I'm Super sure she's sad. just she had that vision. I think she's just trying to dissect a lot. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And but it, Ty seems kind of frustrated by Shauna, which I can I can relate with Ty yeah. being frustrated. Emotions are high. Yeah. Yeah. yeah everybody's got their own shit going on. Well, everybody's been in this cabin for a minute, and they're hangry. We yeah. can't. We stress that yes. enough. And the bucket yes. has been full. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. So I forget who opened the door. I think it was Javi or Travis, but Mari's just like standing there, and you just see her sigh of relief, like inhaling the fresh air. Yes. Like, oh, it doesn't smell like dank. It people. doesn't smell like doo doo in here. Mm-hmm. Finally, mm-hmm. coach balls just <laughs> wafting. Yeah. I can Ew. imagine. Uh, so they begin digging their little area out immediately. Everybody sets to work cause they got to get the fire pit on, you know, dug out. They using like bowls and all whatever they have at hand, pea buckets, everything to dig snow out, get, get back to business. Right. And then Shauna ventures out alone with her dead baby, uh, into the, the wilderness and she builds a cairn. Is that how you pronounce that? A cairn? I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, a little a rock grave, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and says, it's just me and you against the world yet again to her um, deceased child there. Mm-hmm. Very sad. Uh, which I thought was cool for her character because it kind of lends itself to what we find out about Shauna later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that she still kind of mentally believes it's her and her baby who's no longer existing against the world. So she was never able to fully attach herself to any other humans. Yeah. Um, but back in 2021, Misty is helping everyone rid themselves of their possessions. Misty, uh, I guess it reminds me of me. I hate to say that out loud, but like, like I buy in this it, moment. I buy in fully once I've, I'm very mm. resistant to a lot of things, but once I buy in, I am always front of the class. Fully in. Yes. And so that's Misty to a T. Like she's like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. I'm in everybody. Give me your phones. <laughs> uh, right. And so is, I just thought it was nice. Um, and then I think it's Natalie that says we, we brought some really dark shit back with us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, Let's start dealing with it. Kind of is talking about how grateful, because a lot of them are skeptical. Of, yes, you especially know, Van. Van and Ty, Ty specifically is like, oh, so you both joined a cult? Mm-hmm. and then, Intentional living community. Yeah, and that is very. Uh, and then Van says, so what is the intention? Like, <laughs> right. Lauren Ambrose is crushing it in this episode. Dude, I love her. <laughs> um but yeah, Nat is like defending her experience and saying, you know, she's very grateful for, you know, what she's been doing here. And then Misty's obviously, you know, as you said, all in. So it's, it's great, guys. Yeah. So. But we zoom in on Lottie's face again and she's very upset again. She's just not she doesn't like my take is that she's very concerned for the other women. Mm-hmm. Right. Because she she's the only one that knows how exacerbated her shit has gotten again. Mm-hmm. And she thinks it's. Uh, the force that is bringing them all. Sorry, Steve, I know you just got PTSD with Star Wars <laughs> that is bringing them together. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so she's concerned for them. I think that's why her Does face looks that her? way. 
Um, because I think you could read it like she has some sort of animosity against them, but that's not how I read it. No, I think you're right. Like she, she knows that, and, and she even says it later in the episode, like having them together is amplifying the connection that she has to whatever spirit wilderness force that it is. And yeah. she's scared of becoming what she used to be um, because people died last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We ate them. People. Are <laughs> what about second breakfast? Um, and then we go back to 1996 and Van is trying to talk sense into Thaisa because Thaisa is like really down on herself. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, you're cool. Yeah, I do thought it was interesting that Van was like, I, I should have died a lot. I, yeah. Like because she almost died in the fire for, in the very first episode. She was mauled by wolves later on. Mm-hmm. Plus all the other starvation stuff that they're going through. Van's like, I, I should be dead by now, but I'm not. And I thought it was for a reason. And now she doesn't feel like that's the case. Like the baby dying really did a number on everybody. And this is the way that it's manifesting in Van. I also thought that that was really meta because they had originally written for Van's character to die in season one. Correct. And so I think that was a little tongue in cheek. But also maybe the actress ad-libbed that. Like, where are we going with this this season? You know, (laughs) I was supposed to die and I just feel like I should have a purpose. Uh, No, but I I do think that was the writers kind of chuckling a little bit. Yeah. Um. But also I think it's to show, you know, not just Shauna is dealing with the death of this child. Mm-hmm. You know, they Shauna was the one that went through this terrible, awful experience. But I mean, everybody was there to, I mean, witness one of their friends go through a very traumatic experience. And, you know, the idea of childbirth is very exciting. And even in the circumstances, they did their best to try and keep the child alive. And it just didn't. Yeah. Didn't mm-hmm. happen. Uh, speaking of somebody who's only ever witnessed childbirth, it's a lot even for bystanders. Um, mm-hmm. However, can't imagine what it's like, you know, in the hot seat, if it, if you will. You can't phone a friend. No. <laughs> no. There's no lifelines. Can you ask the audience? Can you imagine giving birth with Regis Philly? <laughs> well, <laughs> just staring. All right, let's get the doctor in here. <laughs> Shana, would you like to phone a friend? <laughs> it is A, really painful. Let's play. B. Who wants to have a baby in the woods? <laughs> I Terrible. Wouldn't, I wouldn't want it. Yeah, I mean, it's scary enough in a hospital. I can't imagine. And she, they're kids, right? Mm-hmm. I can't stress that enough. Uh, but yeah, Van's like, I, I don't know why I'm alive. All this shit should have killed me. So they, they have a, a tender moment where it's like, I need you. I need you too. But also Van's like, but and I, almost, I still want a purpose. <laughs> I also, I saw this. Yeah. And I, I was like, okay, are we, are we gearing up for Van to be this sacrificial lamb? Because, you know, she needs a purpose. You know, is she going to be this hero that comes and you know i don't know because her yeah. cancer or excuse me her character <laughs> her <Whoa. cancer>. spoiler <laughs> she is more than her diagnosis Mo- madison <laughs> that, re- that reminded me of austin powers or i think where he's like moly 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 um but so we know her character is has a very serious disease that will eventually kill her adult self so it's like Will something get to her first? You know, I did. That's what was going through my mind after uh, young Van said this. And so it just it leaves the door open for for just like what what does that mean? What did that her saying that mean? Hopefully nothing bad. Hopefully nothing. Because We love Lauren Ambrose. We do. Back in 2021, Lottie lets each of them choose a, a modality of treatment. Like she's got little cute names for them. Van tries to leave, like right off rip. Like okay, I just, I'm out. I was dropping Ty off. You're offering <laughs> me treatments on a charcuterie board. Get me out of here. <laughs> Ty chooses renewal. Yeah. 
Uh, Shauna chooses self-care, Van chooses forage, and Misty gets stuck with guidance. Which Misty is- tried to get forage, though, as well, right? Uh, I don't remember that. Like, they both kind of so. said forage, but, like, Van kind of said it a little sooner. Yeah. Which I didn't understand why Lottie's like, no, everyone can only do separate things. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of forage. Sorry. Sorry. We're all we're fresh out of forage. We only have the one. I don't even know what Van was supposed to do. She just went and got tequila. We only have yeah, the that one was a really low tequila. maintenance one. <laughs> well, I guess they only have so many baby goats. That's true. So many kids. Uh, but Guidance is Lottie's favorite anyway, supposedly, right? Uh, with the float tank. Um and so, yeah, it's it's a really funny exchange uh, where they all kind of like they're buying in on different levels uh, and kind of taking shots at Misty occasionally, too. And like having them all together again is is really fun as the viewer. Um, and Shauna's self-care, we find out, is caring for the goat, Bruce. And she, she's so confused. <laughs> I love the one thing I love about this show. This show is not scared of introducing a pet immediately naming it because i love that shit (laughs) i eat that shit up all day we have biscuit we had well we had biscuit we have steve we We have caligula we have nugget we got bruce Bruce. give me all the pets and their names i want to know them i don't know the background girl the yellow jackets in the cabin i don't give a fuck about their names (laughs) who cares what is that mouse's name in aquila's pocket oh it's nugget Nugget. a plus But Shauna's convinced immediately that she's going to have to slit its throat. Yeah. Um, which is really funny because that's a uh, a Game of Thrones thing. As I recall from the books, it might be in the shows, too. But the Unsullied are each given a puppy that that's they have to raise. That's a Nazi thing. Oh, is it really? Yeah, like, they give do pup- that with puppies. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, but, I don't know my Nazi lore. But it's like... <laughs> but it's like- it's like messed up though that Sha- that's Shauna's headspace. Yeah. Like I'm in a self-care facility. You're going to have to kill this I'm baby have to goat. Kill the goat. Yeah. We are surrounded by adult goats. So I don't know. It just I think that speaks to her mind and yeah. how twisted sure. she is as a person that that is just where her mind went to. Yeah. I also love that it's a funny scene, but in the scene prior like her Shauna's buy-in specifically kind of ramps up really quickly like when they're taking her phone She's like, no, absolutely not. Right. And then Misty's like, uh, but phones make us a slave to other people's priorities or whatever the the phrase is. And Sean is like, you can't really argue with that. And Misty's like, right. Right. It's really good. Yeah. (laughs) And it is like a fire ass line, you know? Yeah. We don't want to be captive to other people's priorities. Captive. There we go. That's a much better word. Uh, And back in 1996, Coach Scott is fucking losing it. Right. Like he is another Paul. It's not even a memory. It's like a vision, right? And I think how many of these have actually even occurred, I think, is up for debate. But we get like a visual indication that he's not in reality anymore when we have that like TV static flicker. The VHS. Yeah. Yeah. He's back in the cabin. And my notes, I called it a vision slash memory because now I'm thinking. A vision. There you go. Sure. I called it a hallucination. That's accurate. A visionary. It appears to be the malignant spirit, uh, like trying to get him to do naughty things. Mm. You know what I mean? Hey, Paul. <laughs> That's cool. Pretend it's, pretend it's all cool in the phone. We're going to kill Ben. <laughs> yeah. don't, say, don't say it to him. God, Paul, you suck. Yes. You're ruining my plan. <laughs> Kill your, I don't want to say that in the microphone. Um, but that's what the, the thing was saying. Uh, and so basically he becomes, 
you know, and I put in my notes, is the spirit talking to him? Yeah. I mean, I think that's what's going on, right? Like you were never meant to be here forever. This isn't your hiding place. Right. Uh, and I love how it's done because it does kind of fit in the context of what we think are his memories of Paul. Like you can't just hide in the apartment. You have to be gay. You have to be out Mm -hmm. in the world. You can't just hide here. So I can, in my mind, I could see real Paul having said that in a completely different context, but I could also see the spirit making him say that and saying, you need to end your life here now. Right. Um, And so the whole buildup for Ben this season seems to have led to this at this point. I'm buying it. I'm in right. He goes outside and he screams Paul at the girls and all the other girls are like, coach, coach. Yeah. (laughs) Who's Paul? Um, and he's like, it's me, Paul, the bald guy, that's the bald boy that's been here the whole time, guys. Yeah. You'll see me in the main timeline of season three. I'm even another character. Uh, and then, he, you know, he's like, I'm going to be fine because he's now resolutely in the space where he's going to take his own life. Mm-hmm. Um, and back in 2021. Well, real quick. So yeah. after he walks outside, um, there were antlers framed behind his mm. head. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people have been writing in about how Coach Ben has been framed with the antlers the last couple episodes. Mm. Maybe it's just a visual cue, not for who the antler queen is, but who's being affected by yes. the spirit yeah. at that moment in time. Who's yeah. being antler queened, if yeah. you will. Yeah. I just thought it was, it was interesting to know because it was the first time that I had seen it framed on him. I but it sounds like it's been framed before. Yeah, it's been a, in the last couple episodes, like mm. when they were doing the charades. There's a there's antler frames on the fireplace that he's kind okay. of in front of and stuff like that. It's pronounced charade. Charade. Sorry, charade. <laughs> charade. Back in 2021, Misty is supposed to do a float tank exercise, right? The depri- the deprivation chamber. Uh, and she's instructed by Lisa on how to do it. But she's like, hey, I got to pee first. She's obviously very scared. And this is the first time we've seen Misty kind of. Lisa shouldn't fall for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Basically, I, it's a Nina, right? Right. Lisa knows what's up. I like that girl. She knows that a Nina is the perfect way to get your sensory deprivation on. And as we know, I do LSD and get that shit done every night. Mm-hmm. It's me, Dr. Bretter. Hello. Yes. This is my favorite TV show. Children fight each other. And there's a Nina. <laughs> That's amazing. Whoa. It's written almost by you, I would oh think. Oh, my gosh. Put Paul Reiser in a diner and I'm in. Yeah. We, there's time. <laughs> there's still time. He could be the last kid on the island. There's still I'm time. I'm Paul Reiser. That's Paul. That's Paul. Who's <laughs> Paul Reiser? Oh, my God. But there's no TVs in this, Nina. It's just water. Well, you know what the good thing about this water coffin is? Is, uh... The soul holds the wisdom of the ages. <laughs> and authentic guidance comes from within, and you only get that with some LSD and a, and a float tank. Mm-hmm. Try before you do that. That's, that's what I do with the kids at Hawkins. <laughs> I shoot them up and I stuff them in. <laughs> we've seen it. Give me powers. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get back to bleeding out in the desert. All right. Zoom, Zoom call ending. <laughs> <laughs> so Misty sneaks out. <laughs> nice Zoom ending noise. Uh, Misty sneaks out and then we cut briefly back to young Misty, I think. And she hears the girls talking about her. I think it's Mari and Akila. Uh, and Jen. And Jen. Whoever that with is. With a G. <laughs> it's Jen with a G. Who Jen, are, Jen has brown hair. She's a, she's the brunette. Who are the girls I don't know? Is it, It's Jen and Melissa, right? But there's Jen, more. Jen, Melissa, and then there's one other one. Melissa I, is the blonde with yes, the, the backwards with the cap. Mm-hmm. And then there's Jen. And to be completely honest, I don't know if there's anybody else. They the, just kind of randomly show up. There's one other girl. Like. I think there's one. Because I looked it up today. Here, I'll find it. Paula? Hold on. I have, I have the pictures pulled up. Abdul? So we've met Melissa. We've met Jen. Paula Abdul. Um, you tell me. 
It looks like there's two other women. I'm looking at the photo from the the one you made. Yeah, Oops, with your color me. coding and stuff. I don't know. Can you see it? I can see it. I don't care about anyone else. Okay. I can't really see it. Oh well. Yeah, you'll check it later on the footage. Yeah, I'll check it on the flip. Yeah, pause and zoom in. But they're talking shit, and at first Misty smiles because they're saying, you mm -hmm. know, oh she's so cool, so good. I mean, she really kept her shit together, right? Yeah. Uh, but then it takes a dark turn when they're like, hey, I'm pretty sure she did something to Crystal. <laughs> she's yeah. like, oh fuck. Yeah, of course yeah. it's Mari. Like I don't have any evidence to back this up other than Misty gives me a weird vibe, but I bet she killed and probably ate Crystal yeah, without us. Misty is totally gonna kill Mari. She's going to have to. And I, at this point, oh, I, 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 I hope so. so. At this point, I'm on Team Misty with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, either to your theory about the queens like drawing, I think it'll come to fruition with Mari. Like if that was, I think Mari is pit girl. That is, I, I hold true to that. I think yeah. Mari is pit girl. And we're going to relish in that reenact. <laughs> Get her. <laughs> yeah. um, Chase her down. <laughs> she's so negative. <laughs> <laughs> You bitch. <laughs> I'm going to get you. <laughs> I'm going to get you. Uh, and then we see Coach Scott shaving. Um, yeah. And he's doing it. Well, I think it's like he's ritualistic. Doing a, he's right? doing a Luke Wilson from the Royal Tenenbaums right now. Where sure. He's shaving off his beard, yeah. playing some Elliot Smith. You know, he knows what he's doing later in the day. Mm. Well, I mean, that's that's a thing. I mean, people that are, are have decided to end their life are often like, They'll take a shower or like a long hot bath with a, you know, a, a bath bomb and, and, and do a lot of self-care things and just kind of resolutely march toward what they what they're about to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Misty pulls the old we need to look for Crystal. I didn't just hear anyone saying I should be saying that at all. I'm worried about her. She could still be alive now that the snow's gone. Um, and Ben, how fucked up is it, up. though? I'm just saying I just want to say how fucked up is it, though, that Mari's like. Why isn't Misty want to find her friend? She's your friend too, you hoe bag. Right. <laughs> Is she though? Uh, I don't, that's true. No one likes Mari. They're the, they're the JV, <laughs> so who cares? Yeah, yeah, JV. It's a whole thing. Um, and all of the, I put all the rando girls discuss the spirit <laughs> because it was like like Steve said it was specifically all of the characters we haven't spent any time with, like having a conversation yeah. with each other, like we're here too. Um, <laughs> and they're discussing the evil spirit and how, um, you know, they took crystal or the wilderness took crystal and the baby and like how, and that's what made the snow stop. Yes. And Lottie's like, that's not how it works. No, I know a lot about how it works, even though I don't, that's called, that's why they call me Lottie. That's how much I know. You know a lottie. <laughs> lottie, 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 lottie. Um, But she's like, yeah, it's not transactional, right? Yeah. And so then the, she suggests they ask the wilderness for Crystal. Um, and maybe she's right because maybe the wilderness delivered. Yeah. Uh, so they, they start to ask, I'm the wilderness and the wilderness is me or whatever the fuck they say. <laughs> we hear the wilderness <laughs> and it hears us. Yeah. I think that's what they say. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Shakti day. And the search <laughs> party sets out. Uh, and then some of the girls, it's the rando girls again, I think Jen and, and Melissa discuss eating crystal. Yeah. And, uh, really funny. <laughs> But I hope she's okay, though. Oh, right. same, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. But if she isn't, I mean, we could totally I mean, eat her. Totally. And Absolutely. Missy overhears that. She does. Yeah. She so. gets upset. Like, you're not going to eat my friend. Mm -hmm. uh, you eat Kristen. And we cut to Van and Shauna cleaning the birthing bed. And Shauna gets really upset and throws the bloody blanket into the fire. Mm -hmm. uh, and then she has memories of the baby eating vision that she had had. Um, the crystal search commences and Lottie approaches the altar is what I've been calling it. Uh, but it's like that little stump chair. 
uh, where we know the queen will sit at some point. Mm-hmm. What are those hanging jars I've never noticed before? I think they're remnants from Doom Coming. Okay, just some decorations hanging up still. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was ready. <laughs> and Lottie asks uh, Thaisa to find Crystal. Um, but sleepy time Ty found Javi. Mm-hmm. Not normal Ty. Yeah, she thinks... The other one. Dark Thaisa, like the sleepy time Ty, can find her because she knew where Javi was, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she tells her she's not gone, and that's a good thing, Ty. Uh, which is, again... It- kind of weird yeah also very very uncomfortable i just was like (laughs) clearly ty does not want this other entity and lottie's like no it's still there it's still there it's just chilling it's good we like her yeah she's actually she's she's, honestly she's a kind of (laughs) i don't want to say this i like her more than you (laughs) she likes to party yeah you super Mm -hmm. lame yeah what if she was just super fun, <laughs> like with like a deep demon voice, but like, get up, bitches, we're fighting. <laughs> well, to our knowledge, I mean, I the found other, some weed. The other tie, <laughs> the other tie is who ate Jackie. So, <laughs> but like super chill, other than the voice, you know. Right, she right. like has that very serious look that she always has, but she's just kind of like. I got Parcheesi. <laughs> Dang. You guys want in? Straight to Parcheesi. Yeah. Everybody's favorite game. It's going to be a big night. <laughs> Weed and Parcheesi. Which, speaking of Javi. Don't. What? what? Don't. <laughs> just. Okay. I just had. No. I'm, I don't understand. I was kidding. I need no, to know. No, I just. What the fuck happened to him? I have no idea. He's they, just. He doesn't talk. So what are they going to do? I know. I can't I guess give many lines. True. <laughs> he's weirdly tall for his character now that it's been years and it, that's why you don't cast a child actor for something think, that doesn't I have think much they're just time trying passing. to show us as little of him as possible until they get to the point where it's like yeah he's tall they've been in the wilderness for like a year yeah he had a growth spurt duh, I, duh. Just, I just was like they made such a big deal about it then he came back and then we just have never revisited that conversation Javi yeah. Javi <laughs> dude like you, you don't have to say anything if you don't want to. I've got the best of both worlds right now. My brother's alive, but he's not present. <laughs> yeah. And I can still hang out with these bats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they've got an awkward position right now where it's like they made the first half of season two so Natalie Travis hobby heavy mm-hmm. um, that it's kind of weird. Like I miss them. Not Travis so much, but I miss Natalie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Like there's no hunting. There's no hunger talk. It's all. I don't know. I don't know, man. Hopefully Taking a break. I'm yeah. tired of hunting all the time. <laughs> we'll just eat each other. So I eat ass. So much we easy. could do that. <laughs> I eat ass. Was that not relevant? <laughs> oh, I eat like Jackie's ass. Oh, eat Jackie's ass. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. that uh, high calorie butt meat? Is that? Oh, yeah. It's yeah, true. High calorie butt meat. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll tell you. Coach got, is packing. It's thick. Packing a thick one. <laughs> Back in 2020. Hello? <laughs> in the back. Hello? In the back. Hello? Jeez. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And I love this month's theme. It's all about balance. How do you spend time for yourself when you're so busy worrying about other people? I find that extremely difficult. I know I've got kids. I've got dogs. I've got cats even. They're very self-sufficient, but every now and then very demanding, especially when their bowl's empty. And so it's all about getting caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never thinking about what you need from yourself. 
But when we spend all of our time giving it, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. So therapy can give you tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Steve, you know a thing or two about this, don't you? Yeah, I was actually in a relationship with someone. It was a very codependent relationship, and I spent so much of my time not worried about my own health, but their own. And that left a lot of things in my life uh, not as great as they could be, Chris. And so I was able to get involved with BetterHelp. I found a therapist. It was very easy to use. My therapist was really, really awesome. She gave me books to read, gave me homework, and made me realize that I am a person worthy of value and worthy of spending time on myself with. Uh, and that's why BetterHelp is really, really awesome. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You found it to be the case, Steve. I did. 100% love BetterHelp. And so all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. So if you feel like you're not vibing, if you're not vibing, mm -hmm. you, can, you can move on. Next. And then, you know, you can worry about balance immediately. You want to make sure you get the therapist that you want and not the therapist that may be a very picky cat. Mm, that's true. Mm -hmm. My cat is a terrible therapist. Yeah. So find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash streaming things. Back in 2021, Thais's painting, that's apparently what her therapy is, but it's like a, a tiny little makeup brush for the entire cabin. I cackled so hard. And she is it not says, having it. It says fuck. She wrote fuck on the, in the, <laughs> like, with the paint. Like this sucks. Uh, and then she tells Lottie she's sleepwalking again. And Lottie, adult Lottie, kind of echoes young Lottie's advice about the, the creature or whatever you want to call it. And so asks her to accept it, you know, uh, which is really at odds with how she feels about her own like version of the darkness. Mm -hmm. So it, it, I guess they're just saying she's a hypocrite. But um, and then Misty approaches Shauna who has lost the goat. She's just like sitting in the woods and she's like, oh, my goat's over. Oh, I, oh I, shit. I, I tied it up five feet in front of me <laughs> yeah, in my direct eyesight. Oh, fuck, it's gone. <laughs> Bruce. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Bruce. So Misty tries to help Shauna find it. Yes. And Misty has been collecting food. Yes. In case they try to enforce a calorie restriction. <laughs> Her blood sugar cannot handle that. No. Oh. Oh my no, no, gosh, no. it's so funny. And then she says you got all stabby with your arty farty lover, right? And she, <laughs> then I love the best line in the whole history of the world. It's not a criticism. She <laughs> <laughs> stabbed him. Just, That's not a criticism. Not a no, criticism. no. Just to stab somebody every now and then. You got to do that, right? I'm just joshing you. So they kind of have like this, um, they have words in a way that you've never seen Misty have before, right? She's like, I think the most hurt, like. She, there was definitely contention with Walter mm -hmm. and she's been offended by Natalie before, but in like a comical way. Whereas right as here, she like really stands up for herself yeah. in a way you don't often see uh, without her murdering you. Um, I just thought that was interesting. You know, you're like, you're innocent, you know, but then Shauna claps back and in a way that like, again, I'm on team, team Misty here, you know, like Shauna's just not been that likable for the last couple of episodes, but no, I agree. I mean, Oh, nobody's saying that Misty. I'm like, you, you definitely were bitch. Like, right. You're coming at my girl right now. Yeah. Right. Um, she offered you a power bar and that's how you were, thank her. <laughs> she helped you bury a body and that's how you, she's helping you find Bruce. Yeah. And you totally yeah. lost Bruce, which is unacceptable. Literally you sat by it by a tree and Bruce was in front of you and you were just like, the, the, the go oh, he's gone. But uh, I do she, love when Shauna finds Bruce. She like scoops him up and you could tell like hey, in dummy. spite of herself, she loves him. Right. Like, yeah, you idiot. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you name him. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time. Uh, and then they finally, at that moment, find Misty. Like, hey, you're supposed to be in the tank, right? And so she goes. But back in 1996. I, uh, I, I love the excuse she gave. She was like, oh, I couldn't figure out the door. Like, or something like that. That's yeah. why she was in the That's woods. why she was in the woods, <laughs> not in the building she's supposed to be in. She had to think of something with the quickness. I love her. Uh, there's more fake crystal searching, right, from Misty and company. Misty's really hamming it up. Crystal! Oh, no, she's probably out there with like a little song frozen in her throat. <laughs> um, so she lies to them and like acts like she can't be bare to see the dead body. Mm-hmm. And and the girls are like, I don't know if they're unconvinced or just don't give a shit if Misty's around. They're like, OK, then oh, go I think Akeel- back. I think Akilah like is having empathy with her friends. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so because Akilah's like, OK, we totally get it. Go. But Mari's being a total douche about it, because even when she leaves, Mari's yelling for Crystal like, I, Crystal, like, ironically, yeah. yeah. Crystal, where, where are you? Oh no, you died. <laughs> <Wah>. <laughs> I hope we find you. Uh, Only but, to eat you. But Misty is just wants to dip out so that she can find the body so that they won't eat it. Yeah, which is I love that little wrinkle that they add onto it, where she's not finding the body to hide it from her friends because she doesn't want them to find out she killed her or anything. She doesn't want them to eat her friend. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's a very it's a subtle but important distinction. It is. And I'm glad you brought that up because this scene and the one with Ben. So as much as I don't like what they're doing with Shauna, they're like rolling back how much I like Shauna. They are exponentially increasing how much I already loved Misty Mm -hmm. because they're making me feel better or rather they're making me feel better for the amount of love I have for Misty (laughs) because (laughs) your love should never have been in question. She's clearly not like a sociopath. Right. And they even asked that question blatantly in this episode with her whole tank shit. Right. Like, am I a murderer or somebody who's just like extremely desirous of love? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And Caligula probably uh, expresses a little too much (laughs) (laughs) suggestion for the one for the one than the other. But I like that they're like there's they're they're doubling down like Misty has feelings. She cares about people. She just she's a little cray. That's all. (laughs) Um, she's a lot because I think in season one you could have made the case that she's just has no emotion about shit whatsoever because oh, she was yeah. torturing seniors in season one yes yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and Coach Ben and yeah. her younger son oh, yeah. to be fair and uh, Jessica and Jessica but we were here for it we were here for it <laughs> full support we support you queen yeah So, but she storms off I'm not gonna let them eat you Kristen um, and outside, we cut to Ben briefly. He falls in the snow. He's on a mission. He stands up, shakes himself off. He does this little Taylor Swift impersonation and uh, shake it off. Mm-hmm. Madison, in case you didn't get it. No, I got it. <laughs> well done. Good job. And uh, he, he trudges on. Uh, and then Shauna goes into the old meat shack. And meat shack, baby. She tries to talk to Jackie. Jackie, I need you. And it's a heartbreaking scene, right? Yeah. She starts weeping. I need you. Jackie does not respond. It'd be and great I, if her tummy started talking to her. <laughs> like literally. Hey, batch. <laughs> hey, I'm in here. <laughs> I'm in here now, remember? And it's like, I think we heard uh, Ella Purnell as Jackie saying Shauna's name in episode six, right? I think so, yeah. Some sound design at the end mm-hmm. there. Uh, but in 2021, Shauna asks Todd, the guy who gave her the fucking goat, Bruce, to help with the goat because th- she thinks the goat ate some rope and I don't know if that's okay. And you took my phone, so I can't <laughs> Google goat it. Bruce. Yeah, goat Bruce, not Batman. Just want to be clear. Uh, and he says, the kid's care is entwined with your own. And I, it might it might have been on the nose for you, but I liked it that she's like, what? Because she was thinking about Callie initially, or maybe, maybe the baby. From, yeah. The baby. 
Uh, she's like kind of taken aback that he used the word kid. And he's like, goat, kid. That's the word for a baby goat, right? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I love what she says at this because she's like, look, I, I don't want this goat to die. I'm trying to take care of it, but I don't know if rope is good for it or not. You idiots took my phone. I can't research. Like, I'm not going to let this goat die. Like, I love that she said that because one of my biggest pet peeves, you usually see it in the real world when people are like, oh, my my kid is deathly sick. I won't take them to the hospital because it's in whatever deity's hands. Mm-hmm. It's like, you have agency. Right. <laughs> the deity gave you a hospital. Go take them there. Like, And I so I love that she talked. She brought that. Like, that's a good point. Like, you took my phone. I am trying to take care of it in my way, and you're not letting me take care of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like can it eat? Well, I think goats can eat like crazy shit, right? Right. Do we know how? What do we know about goats? Anybody? Tin cans eat cans. All yeah, the like time. they literally can eat like. They eat a lot of random shit. I think. Yeah, like I think famous. I think that's the cartoon shit that she was saying because in cartoons yeah. they were always eating tin cans. Ah, uh, maybe we have the same goat education, Shauna yeah. and I, and mine is inferior. Mm. I'm going with it. Mm. I think it's we, fine, Shauna. If only we had our phones with us, we could have figured it out. Eat some rope. Eat some more. But Todd is no help. No, Todd refuses to help. But she sees Lottie walk by. And she's like, I'm going to go talk to your fucking boss. Uh, and she starts crying to Lottie like, hey, I'm not. Please don't make me kill the goat. And Lottie's like, you're not going to kill the goat. What the fuck? You don't got to do You don't got to <laughs> kill it. Um, oh, Bruce. And like, there's this moment where she's like, I'm not going to kill you. You big dummy. Um, and then she talks about how she always has kept Callie at arm's length because she feels like she's doesn't want to have to lose a baby again. Right. And uh, and this is like a revolution to the audience and as well as to Shauna. Like it kind of ex- does explain maybe it's a retcon way um, a little bit about Callie and her relationship and mm-hmm. how awkward it always because she's always kind of been like kind of fucking hate you chopping some carrots. Yeah. Um, and Steve took that to mean. That's because Callie sucks. <laughs> well, in my defense, Callie does suck. Callie did suck. Yeah, she's cool now. I don't know. They took her. I think I think we feel more positively positively about Callie because they stopped giving her screen time. <laughs> no. And maybe absence is making the heart grow fonder. I like her like being really excited to break the law. Like all you guys had to do was cut me in and I'll help you. Yeah. But I like it. I really yeah. truly do. I, I think it's fun. There's, there's still some dumb Callie stuff like the, like she's so excited because she wants to make her mom happy like the way that she's like did I do a good job I was very like oh yeah that's totally Callie cause she's dumb <laughs> <laughs> sure I'm actually upset we don't get more um was it Sadeki? Is that his name? Jeff's last name? Jeff yeah. Sadeki. Sadeki. Yeah, we don't get more like Sadeki crime family stuff. Like I'm a little sad. Um that all we have is like this major blunder after major blunder instead of anything cool like one of the 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 lotion cum was randy's fault uh <laughs> randleberry <laughs> that's randleberry's bad oh, but everything man. else has just been like shauna messing up left and right with yeah. how to handle this situation jeff storming the cop in the gym <laughs> hey, t- hey, t- hey bro tapping him on the shoulder i didn't kill anybody <laughs> what i wasn't even talking about you spot me you made my wife really <laughs> upset yeah anyway um so misty and uh this is where we cut to uh, Misty and Lisa at the tank again after this conversation with Shauna and Lottie. Uh, hello. <laughs> Which, hello. <laughs> she goes full Gen Z and actually thanks that. She puts on her bathing suit, goes in the tank, and it's like it's kind of like a horror sequence for a second. Like the lights are going in and out. You see like sea lions and dolphins. Fucking and shit. dolphins, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
And then very quickly, we get what Steve referenced earlier, what is perhaps the greatest scene in the history of television. Uh, we get Walter in a top hat, Caligula. Caligula. <laughs> At first in like this suit, right? Like a Caligula suit. It's very like a, clearly. Like a mascot. Yeah. Yeah. But then he takes it off in his dressing room and it becomes like this flamboyant person. Yes. Uh, and again, I can't stress Walter in a top hat enough. Uh, but then she has a conversation with Caligula and one of the funniest lines of the episode where so she asks, is she, are you talking about the same thing Yeah. where she asks him if she's a murderer? And he said, you know, I, my name is Caligula after the Roman emperor who was also unjustly accused of heinous acts, um, <laughs> who was not unjustly accused of anything. Which You're looking you, at the floor when you should be looking at the magic. <laughs> we all count on you, Misty. <laughs> and she gets so cheered up by that. Oh, my God. I love this scene. So, go oh, it's not even done. What else happens, Chris? What else happens? Are you talking about the voicemail? The, the yeah. phone? Yeah. The phone yes. tones? Keep going. So then she, I'm talking about when she leaves a voicemail for Walter. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm talking about when she calls him on the phone in the stage and there's like the Morse code for love. Oh, yes. Flying yeah. in the air between mm. the two. And it makes like a little heart shape around. I love face. it. Like he doesn't even have any. He's like, I want to tell you something, Misty. And it's like beep, 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 beep. And like that's, of course, Morse, how they would communicate. Yeah, yeah. Morse code. Of yeah. course they would. Gotta be. Because their lines might be bugged. You don't know who's <laughs> listening. Well, I did look up what the Morse code oh, did was. You? What does it mean? It means I love you. That's what he said? Yeah. That's like forever. Morse code is not efficient. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, oh, my God. This scene was so good. It was I really love, good. I, it was like the bravest, most bonkers, off-the-wall thing the show has done that features people eating a child. Like, <laughs> No, yeah. I mean, it was completely out of left field, but also not because it's Misty and you're like supposed to be in yeah. Misty's mind. Yeah. yeah. It was, um, it was very... Campy, I felt. Um, also, like I liked the collage visuals that they had, kind of circling Misty while Walter was. What was the box? I thought was that the, was the transponder for it, a second. It was okay. So it kind of there's a bunch of different symbols that are part of, I guess Misty's previous like hein, quote unquote heinous crimes or whatever. Sure, but it's just unjustly like, accused. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's a needle which I can assume is for Jessica. Jessica. There's the emergency box, the transponder. There's the axe she used to chop off uh, Coach Ben's leg. And then there was a set of wings, which I wasn't sure what that was. Ooh, maybe it was Ooh. Crystal falling off the uh, couldn't cliff. Fly. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, but there Can were... Can you fly, Bobby? <laughs> but there were, there were four symbols that had, like, symbolism. <laughs> one nice. Of them, one of them was wings. <laughs> Which I, Wait, are you telling me that these symbols had symbolism? Symbolically? Yes. What? Yes. Um, <laughs> Good work, because I thought that's what that box was, but I was yeah. really weirded but out But it. it gave me major Twin Peaks vibes, and I liked that a lot. Are you a Twin Peaks fan? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about Mulholland Drive? Who? The other David Lynch movie? We should watch I it. I don't know. We'll I don't watch think it. I've seen it. We'll watch it for the show. We'll watch okay. it. I hated it. Mm. But everybody gives me shit for my lack of love for David. I tried episode I one of Twin Peaks. I think we've talked about this before. It's one of my biggest, like, yeah, as I like a film guy, quote unquote, is I get shit for it a lot. You know, you I Twin Peaks fan, Steve? No, I haven't really. I haven't seen it. Maybe our next show should be Twin Peaks. Right. I, I, but <laughs> only the first two seasons. I don't think I don't I, like I've seen a couple of David Lynch's work and he's just not my style. Not my thing. But typically. Twin Peaks is so different than I feel like a lot of the stuff, other stuff that he's made. 
You think it's more accessible? I don't know. Like I've tried to watch some other movies of his and I've never resonated it with, I've never resonated with his films more than I have his show. So a lot of people love that fucking show. It's the best thing since, I don't know, sliced bread even. I wouldn't go that far, but it was a fun. Sliced bread is fire. I mean, yeah, (laughs) it was, it was a fun show to watch, but anyway, I liked how it, I got that vibe watching this scene and a lot of other people did too. Cause I did some, um, I read some articles about this yeah. episode and people were making that same comparison. Interesting. And if, if, if twin peaks was this, if it was Christina Ricci in a, in a float tank <laughs> with Elijah Wood in a top hat, Chris, do you want I me to put it. 60 seconds on the board and you can just, I, we can just <laughs> I, let I, you I, off the leash and the you moment, can just gush the about this scene? that I saw Christina Ricci getting into a bathing suit, I was like, oh, Chris is going to have a field day no. with this. <laughs> first off, I represent that, first off. You represent that? I mean, resent that. Mm. <laughs> I would not, I'm not like a creep. No, like, no. You know, I was I like. For audio listeners, Chris just gestured into space frantically. <laughs> I wasn't not a fan, you know? Yeah. All right, time up. Time up. <laughs> yeah. I just stuttered a bunch. <laughs> but I loved it. It was great for many, many reasons. And then she gets out of the tank and she rushes to the phone where she's allowed to use like the, the, the treatment center phone. Oh, I don't think she was allowed. I think she snuck out to make that call because she wasn't allowed to. Oh, I don't think you're not. I don't think you're allowed to use that yeah. phone for was, personal calls. Yeah, because that was just like the call in the kitchen, right? It was mm-hmm. a kitchen phone. That's a very misty thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she leaves a top five greatest voicemails of all time. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so kind of it was kind of sad in a way because it's like she's finally Okay. I don't want to derail the show. I know we're way late on time, but there's a big uh, uh, piece of the fandom that thinks that Walter is out to get Misty, that A, he's some kind of cop or private investigator. He said he's her Moriarty. Well, that's a huge piece of defense for that. Sure. But just in general, his vibe is just like too perfect for her, too nice without like research. Right. Like I think they're taking it up like when he had all the musicals on tape, like he did, in fact, do research on her. And. I never was, I've always fought against that. I'm like, no, like the best thing for them to do is actually give her someone else who's crazy and let them have a real romance, right? I've never been more convinced that he's probably going to betray her than in the moment where she just wholeheartedly gave herself over to him on Mm. this voicemail. And that hurt me in advance because I really don't want to, I hope I'm wrong. I really don't want to see that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Were you guys getting that vibe at all or? Yes and no. I mean, I think it could go both ways. I haven't really thought about it in in the way that you described it. I just I, I think I, it's I, more complicated than like he's a hundred percent against her. I think there he's he is working against her to a point, but I think it's from a very. I think there's a happy medium where like both both sides are true. I hope so. Yeah, where mm-hmm. maybe he's working against her to. I hope it's not as simple as he's a cop or something. That'll piss me off. No, I don't think that. I think it, I, I, I this. I think it's more like he's working against her in order to maybe like impress her in a way. Mm. Cause yeah, I think he does truly like her. Yeah. Because Moriarty and Sherlock's relationship is complex. Yes. Like Batman and Joker style. Yeah. 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 Um, I just had a thought and maybe, maybe I'm reaching too far here, but maybe Walter is out to get her. And part of the way of this betrayal is he's the one who found Adam's body parts. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. That was the the other part to my being convinced because they do find the body at the end of the episode. And I Mm. thought 
is that because she left that fucking voicemail where she admitted mm. it? Mm. And he like. He went with th- it. That gave him the. He was able to figure out where. Uh, I don't know. Because or maybe he was already looking for it. Misty's not maybe. the one that buried the body. And somebody as smart as I Walter she is. Did. She took the head in the hands. And I thought it was someone else's job to take the torso because the, the torso can't even be identified, according to Misty. It's only fingerprints right, and teeth. Right, because she took the head and the hands to the incinerator nice. with that old lady's body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody just has Adam's ashes. Yes. Um, I forget who buried the body. Yeah, I thought I don't remember who was charged with that either, but somebody that doesn't Probably Shauna. Somebody Probably. that doesn't really know what they're doing as much as Misty would, and so Walter right. would be able to find that lickety split. Um I don't know, but she leaves this voicemail. She goes all over the place. Like he's like, especially at the end. Which, no, you hang up. No, no you, you hang up. up. No, you hang up. <laughs> on a, I mean, it was so. Your grandmother sounds really cool. I was filled with secondhand embarrassment, <laughs> which is one bit. of my least favorite things ever. Yeah. But also it was adorable. I, I just wanted to be happy. She's only ever wanted to be loved. And now yeah. she does it, uh, an unreasonable things to get love. Well, yeah. I'll grant you that. But I really wanted to finally find that. I will you know, grant you that. Like a murderer. But who amongst us <laughs> hasn't done unreasonable things for love? Am I right? <laughs> love. You love love, Steve. I love love. Uh, but she tells him you were right uh, about the thing, which uh, may come back to haunt them. I'm not sure yet. But back in 1996, Misty can't find Crystal's body. What do we think about this? By the way, the snow. I love yellow, yellow jackets. The snow looks so bad. It didn't even look remotely like so real bad. snow. Yeah. yeah. Come on, production guy, snow guy. I know this this season, everything was on a proper set. Yeah, they built this on a soundstage. Yeah, Yeah. they they built this set. In in season one, everything was. It was a real cabin. Yeah, real cabin in the woods. They were out in the woods. Um, Which I get. You can't have your actor, like, digging through real snow. Yeah, and and, and, it's cold. Yeah, and and snow is unwieldy for continuity and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So, Mm -hmm. like, I get why. But I don't know what they were using, but it... By the way, wasn't snow shredded like packing peanuts or something. Robert Rodriguez's tip that he gave me. I don't know if you saw it in the interview. His most oft used like phrase repeated on set is continuity. Schmontinuity. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't care about continuity. Oh, me. My producer self is like, uh, oh, well, he's like, it, he said something like if people are noticing that you've got a way bigger problems, like they're not like focusing on the right stuff and then engage with the story. I don't know. I've seen clips where a jacket will be on and then a jacket will be off. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like back to back clips. I don't a hundred percent agree with them, but I do agree with the the sentiment. Yeah. Of like you can't yeah. you can't lose yourself to it. Like the story is first. Obviously you can't have somebody like Walter can't just be in a top hat and then not when you do cut back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think he meant like the minutiae of like, oh, that window was slightly there's like ajar. primary continuity, and then there's like secondary yeah. continuity. I understand like ignoring a, a Starbucks cup in a medieval show <laughs> will throw you off yeah. for sure. Yeah. Schmottinuity. Um but any hoozle, yeah, I, the snow is bad, but let's uh, let's ignore that <laughs> yeah. for a second. I wasn't even going to bring it up until you did. <laughs> Dude, I, I put snow looks fake AF in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Misty can't fight. What do we think about this? Is Misty's dead body in the tunnels? You mean Kristen's dead body? I'm sorry. So, ooh, I never say Misty's dead body ever again. Uh, yeah, Kristen's dead body in the tunnels? Or is she alive? I... I have no idea. I don't think she's alive. Um, Do we think it's the prayer that Lottie said for Crystal that like did whatever happened to the body? Again, I have I'm kind of lost and don't know what to. Is that a lost plug? (laughs) (laughs) Is zombie Crystal going to show up in the next episode? (laughs) God, I hope so. 
No, I thought it would be funny that like she her the body would be literally like like three feet to the left of where she stops. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I think that's why they did the crane shot because it's like no, no she's looking like, in the right spot, guys. Well, it's something more sinister. There yeah. was a moment previously where Coach Ben was like going through the woods and fell in the snow, and my immediate thought was, "Oh shit, did he find? Did he trip over Crystal? Crystal?" And then I was like, "Oh shit, does Misty have to kill Ben because he's wondering why she's in this area?" Yeah, why would Ben be walking around the poopy? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. He feels um, like poopy. <laughs> this is where I belong. Um, <laughs> Put me but in yeah, bucket. I I really have no clue. Like when I when Kristen's body was gone, I just was like. Okay, what? What? I I don't know. I'm like we're we're leaning in. We've wanted to lean into the paranormal, and I feel like we have. But then I feel like recently. Yeah, what are the anti-paranormal folks thinking now? Well, well I th- guess they're just be thinking she was dead. I'm just kind of like you know we've le- we've leaned into it, but then I feel like you know the whole therapy session with Lottie that we that comes later. I, I don't know. I really don't know what to uh, think of Kristen's body being gone. I just was like. Okay, I don't, I don't yeah. know, I don't know where she's at. Well, I guess we'll find out soon enough. Or but. a bear took her. I don't know. That too. I don't mm. know. It's the wilderness. Mari and Akila found her first. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, we don't <laughs> they, see they we don't see body. Misty come back to the 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 cabin like you'll never believe what we found. It's in the meat shed. <laughs> I like the idea. I loved when I when it first happened. She was digging through the snow. I smiled because like. I like the idea of her being like, they're not going to eat my friend. And she's she's mourning. She's angry. She still feels strangely protective of this person. But then at the moment she finds out she's maybe alive, she's thinking, oh, I got to kill her. She's going to tell everybody like it's all you know, what I, mean? I like that idea of yeah. like a whiplash of emotions. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's where they're going, though. I think there's something a little more supernatural. Maybe there's just the body is in like what I think are tunnels or something. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. But she climbs up. She sees Ben at the edge preparing to commit suicide. And she tries multiple tactics, uh, all bad. Yeah. I don't think she's been trained in intervention in this moment whatsoever. <laughs> uh, hey, we're yeah, gonna... this might be the last person you want to try to have walk talk you off the ledge. I did. Who raise your hand if you thought Ben was going to jump? Hands raised. All, oh, hands, all three of all us. All hands okay. raised. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when as soon as, especially that it was Misty that found him, I was yeah. like, oh, he is going to jump. Like he just made up his mind as soon as he saw her. <laughs> He's like, well, I don't have any uh, second thoughts now. <laughs> well, and I also was like, oh shit. And then everybody else is going to think that Misty killed yes! him. Yes. I was like, oh no, double yeah. push, yeah, same spot. Shit. He just lands on but Crystal. Also, oh, adding, there it is. Adding to her trauma again, like you know, she didn't mean to kill. Crystal, or maybe she, maybe suspected. No, she didn't. I don't. Yeah, she she, she didn't mean to kill her. Yeah. Yeah. So, can you like imagine having two deaths in the same spot? And the baby. That's three. Yeah. So that would have been super traumatic for her. She's like, I'm never pooping again. Never. (laughs) PTSD. (laughs) Yeah. She 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 tries bargaining with him at first. Like, you can't do this. We need you. Then she tries insulting him. Like, if you die, I'm going to tell them all sorts of horrible lies about you. Yeah, you got Shauna pregnant. Yeah, you got Shauna pregnant, and we did it, and all this stuff. And we're we're going to eat eat you. you. And and then she says, and I'll tell the world that you're gay. And then he turns her and says, do it, like. Yeah. He, he, and I thought he was in that moment going to jump. Right. Yeah. But he doesn't. She starts. She breaks down completely and starts weeping. Yeah. She mm-hmm. starts weeping. And at this point, and I think this is genuine because I think you can make the yeah. argument that this is Misty kind of manipulating. But I think it's genuine 
where she's like, I tried so hard to keep the baby alive. Mm-hmm. I tried and I couldn't do it. Please don't. I can't have another death on my hands. Yeah. Um, and that's what kind of gets him to stop because he sees that she is hurting so much. Yeah, he's going to cause her pain by mm-hmm. doing this. And and I do think this is a huge step for the character of Misty to like have some like real true empathy, not just I love yeah. this character, this chick's crazy, yeah. this is awesome, but in a way of like she's such a true caring person who's just extremely, extremely bad at coping uh, with her desire to be loved and, and needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and she tells him he, she's going to eat him. That high calorie butt. That high calorie, high calorie butt, butt meat. meat first. That's what I'm getting. That ass. <laughs> and like, like he would. I don't care, Misty. <laughs> and it's dangerous, you know, because it's like I was freaking out because he's only got one leg. Let's be real. Yes, yeah, a, a stiff breeze could have like made that one yeah, leg icy cliff. I mean, I don't do well with heights. I don't know how you guys are, but like if I hike in Lucy. Yeah, if I hike in Arizona or something, there's always, like, a group of guys and half of them will, like, do the thing where they put their toes right up against the edge and, like, look down. Look up. I'm always the guy 15 feet back getting really sweaty just watching them doing it. Yeah, like, (laughs) I'm going to miss you. Are you one of the people, if you do have to look over the edge, you lie completely on your front? I just don't. Oh, okay. I just And that's funny because I wasn't like that. Like, as a teenager, I was really... I don't know if, what the word is, but like adrenaline junkie? adventurous. Yeah. But like for attention, I didn't actually want to do it. I wanted people to like me. Mm. And so if we went to like we used to I th- I've told the story before about cliff jumping in southern Kentucky um, at this railroad bridge that everybody jumps off of. And it's got to be a good 60, 70 feet. And mm. I was just like instantly, boom, right. Did that stuff all the time. But now. Ever since I got sober in my adult life, I'm just like acutely aware of danger and things that can happen. Sure. Very scary. So I couldn't believe he was just chilling there. Very upsetting. (laughs) Very upsetting. But he steps back and we can presume that he gets back safely because that's the last time that we see him so far. But I wonder what they're going to do with this character now because I thought the arc of the season was leading to his suicide for a moment. Yeah. And I was like, okay with that. I was like, oh, that's clever writing. Like they've been building up to this and then they're going to eat him and that's going to set him fully on cannibal mode. I don't know. Like if if it just led up to him killing himself, I feel like that would have been like, okay, yeah, we got there. And why did it take nine episodes to get there? I like the idea that they're adding this wrinkle of like, maybe like maybe he changes his mind. He finds a purpose and then they kill him and eat him. Like that's even more tragic. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Um, Twist the knife. Yeah. Uh, but back in 2021, Tysa wanders at night. Um, she removes her wedding ring in, in an offering to the spirit on like I guess she somehow immediately finds Lottie's new altar um, and then vans there drinking tequila because she forged for it in the trunk. Watching her do this, like uh, making offerings to the dirt again. You know? <laughs> I don't know how you want to take this scene, but then they kiss mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. It's Madison, been, it's been building. I waxed about Christina Ricci. <laughs> Should we put 60 seconds on the board for Madison right How now? How were you feeling? I was glued to the TV. I was like, yes. They, they went Finally. Yeah, they did. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was just very, I, I was like, I had seen that coming. Like I knew that there was going to be a moment where they just come together and I thought it was very funny. Like the moment Ty took her wedding ring off is when it happened. I was like kind of, I don't know, low ball guess. I don't know. I just was like, okay, the moment she takes her ring off is now she's available for Van, you know? Yeah, the wife who's in the hospital. Right, right. <laughs> in a coma. Um, but no, I 
I liked I liked watching them kiss. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Our thoughts go out to Simone. We we, we really yes. hope she well, gets, she makes a full recovery. But with that being said, I'm going to label this scene a very five out of five. Let them fucks. <laughs> yes. Yes. But Tyson pulls back, mm-hmm. right? And she, like, she's got things to figure out. And Van says she doesn't have time. And I can't wait for you. Uh, why? Uh, <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't want you to wait for me. No, I literally don't have time. <laughs> no, literally, I can't. I I'm just have die. months. Yeah, she, we don't know what kind of cancer she has, but she says, you know, the kind where they say, oh, I got the good kind of cancer, or at least they caught it early. Yeah, I'm not. that's, that's not what I'm saying. I have months. Uh, and Ty says, dumbfounded and upset by this. Why didn't you tell me? Yeah. It's like, I don't even know you, dude. Why would I tell <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, it's been years I love since this we've, scene. yeah, it's been we're, years since like, we've connected. Like, message you on Facebook, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Van is like... Yeah, you're fully married. Like, why would I reach out and, you know, and Ty is kind of like, I mean, we have history together. I don't know. Ty was trying to, like, get on Van for not saying anything to her sooner. And Van was like, why the fuck would I say anything? Yeah, Ty is totally in in the right for or. Van is totally in the right. Yes. Yeah. Like if I called my girlfriend from high school and was like. I got COVID, you know. <laughs> you might want to get yourself checked out. <laughs> She'd be like, hello? Um, Who is this? Right. <laughs> it's super Chris? weird. Chris? Super weird. The kid with long hair? <laughs> yeah. That is a thing. Uh, and then we cut to Lottie with her psychiatrist, quote unquote. We finally see her face again because after, I, I swear in episode six, they did like a villain from Inspector Gadget thing and didn't show her face. Yeah. Hello, Gadget. Uh, and they was just petting a cat. It was super random. Uh <laughs> And that was that was the cat. Yeah, at, keep at the going. End, at the end of Inspector Gadget, they would fly away. Next time, Gadget, and then the cat would go. Are you Doja Cat from the Met Gala? <laughs> I wish he was Doja Cat. Don't tell the people my secret medicine. <laughs> and then she's telling, she's like egging, like worst psychiatrist of all time. Until we find out what we find out, I was thinking terrible. Uh, she's just like egging her on to all of her worst instincts, right? Like, yeah, embrace that deep and primal feeling <laughs> she hasn't felt. And, you know, and she tells her that that feeling is Kill wonderful. Them. Kill them all. Yeah, I feel like at a certain point she's about to say initiate order 66. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been so funny if her therapist is just like uh, Ian McDermott from Star Wars. Like, <laughs> when it got to her in a wig. Through you. <laughs> your hate has made you powerful. <laughs> Strike me down with it. Yeah, she tells the, the the psychiatrist like she's been having these hallucinations again and she's sacrificing things to the altar again. And then the therapist is like, good. 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 Uh, <laughs> you um, shall be known as. But she's like, hey, when you're when you're in this mode, you are your truest, most authentic self. And she kind of looks horrified to be hearing this advice. Mm-hmm. And then we we pan over to the psychiatrist again. And this time it's the antler queen yeah. with like a pencil and pen. Uh, <laughs> tell us about your mother. Yeah, I want to note that like the same way that they presented Paul were kind of like the screen, uh, like the the, the red, flicker thing. Yeah, the red line. It's very it's the same effect with the antler queen. Yeah. I wonder if that plays into like the hallucinating part. I mean, I guess obviously because yeah. the, the psychiatrist is not real. Yeah. So I guess we're led to believe that at least the last three v- Three, I think, visits we've seen with psychiatrists have not happened. She's mm-hmm. hallucinated them and she's been speaking to the spirit. Or if you're one of the people that doesn't believe there's anything supernatural, then just herself. Her schizophrenia. Yeah. Um, and we're out of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll bill you. Um, <laughs> 
Do some exercises, work on yourself, get a vision board. You know the clock, you know this. I do love, I think the, the, the dialogue in this episode is a brilliant 99% of the time. And there's a line here from the Antler Queen. I forget what prompts it from Lottie, but she's basically upset about the things that a kid, she's like, yeah, but people get hurt. Because she says that this is your truest self. And she's like, people literally die when I do this shit. Mm-hmm. And she says, there's a hunt that has no violence feed anyone. Yeah. And I was like, damn, if I was like an evil spirit and I dropped shit like that. If that was your therapist and, and they said that, the Antler Queen said that to you, Chris, I know you'd be like, Writing that one down. Oh, 100%. <laughs> that use it later. would be Note. right under the, you know, people's, uh, f- my phone leaves me, you know, beholden to other people's priorities. It'd be right under that. Does the hunt that has no violence feed anyone? I don't think so. That is the uh, antler queen equivalent of you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs, right? Mm-hmm. Can't, without breaking a few hobbies. Agreed. Uh, and then Natalie has them gather again in a very in a way that's very unNatalie like. Let's all gather around and talk about what we've learned. Um, about our feelings. It's so not Natalie, right? Yeah. Um, and she's like, "We're not the type of people to buy into bullshit, typically." And I I wrote, "LOL, are you not the type? <laughs> Did you not all like within months start a deeply established religion in the woods? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, uh, Chris, that was Seriously. real. <laughs> True." Um, Praise the wilderness. And they're all drunk except Natalie. They've been swigging yeah. the tequila that Van found. And Van offers it to Nat, which I thought was rude. I thought this was this scene was very rude to Nat specifically. Yeah. Like They all make this whole series. They make so many catty comments to Nat about like, oh, hey, drunky or yeah. Like yeah. stuff like that. And then they're like, no, quit being a square, Natalie. We're doing right. shots. Right. Like I, I was kind of like, come on, ladies. And that's clearly like, I don't believe this. This Nat is Natalie either, but clearly she's in a better spot than right. she was. Right. And they're just kind of hovering over with the, the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, and then, like once Lottie joins, like she has her own like flight set. Lottie, and Lottie, 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 like Lottie. a whole crate yeah. of just booze. Oh, we're partying. <laughs> <laughs> Bring out the kilo, Todd. Uh, oh, what's up, ladies? She has like a coke nail. Like, <laughs> but initially, she's like she wants them all to go home because she just realized. Yes, I've been imagining my uh, therapy sessions. <laughs> Something like, is not right. Go. I think yeah. I'm gonna eat somebody. Pretty sure. <laughs> um. But then they're like, no, get drunk with us. And she's like, okay, <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah. Um, and Natalie asks Misty about Walter. They try to like have some girl talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Misty's like, Natalie, fuck Kevin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then like Sean is like, we know that one already. They want some like real yeah. hot Mis- goss. Misty watched. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't I didn't watch, watch those parts. parts. And then Van's face. She was... watched some parts. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Which right? parts did she watch? Right, right. And then Natalie starts to say, or uh, Misty. Misty starts to say that first summer, and then they cut her off. Like, hey, we don't want to talk about that shit. But then Natalie's like, we're going to talk about some of that shit. And they're like, oh, okay, since it's Natalie, it's fine. Uh, but she says, how much do you guys remember? Um, and they all kind of talk about, I, I thought Shauna was going to be like all of it because I wrote it down, yeah. never told you guys, but she doesn't. She's just like, it, it whatever was I don't remember, I, I don't want to know. Yeah, and then Lottie kind of goes on this tangent of like, um, well, repression, because they, they, a lot of, they talk about how most of it is repressed or some of it is stuffed down. Yeah. And Lottie says, well, the repression will show its way. It, sh- it will show through in other ways. Um, and to me, this conversation 
was a lot more important than or I think this I think this is going to be a potential plot point um, for the next episode. But to me, it's it seems like they're building it up to be that maybe the adult versions of themselves don't remember a lot of what happened in the forest, because I feel like a scene that happens later between Shauna and Lottie is a very pinnacle one that is not brought up very much like yeah. amongst the group. Yeah, you, know? you think if that happened in the forest and they remembered that, they would be like, let's go. Let's go have some drinks I'm so happy together. you guys are here. Let's get shots. Yeah. Let's do mushrooms. What could happen? Yeah, what could happen? <laughs> yeah. So it was just interesting that Nat wanted to ask them, what What all do you guys remember? Yeah, they planted the seed that maybe there's they don't remember everything there. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I think that's hugely important. And during that scene... Taisa suggests that she knows a specialist at Johns Hopkins to mm-hmm. Van, uh, who, who kind of rejects her help immediately. And then they dance to uh, a fire-ass song that we'll talk about soon, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of, is that the one that's Misty's singing in 1996? Uh, Misty does hum that song, yeah. 19, oh, it's the same that song, sets, right? That sets Shauna off. It's yeah. kind of an audio, auditory match cut. And then Shauna yells at Misty for humming the song, and she punches Misty. And this is where it cuts back and forth between timelines very Mm -hmm. quickly. It starts snowing in 2021. They're having a great time in Mm -hmm. 1996. She screams at Misty, you killed my baby. And then she screams at everybody, y'all ate my baby. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then she bites Van. (laughs) So she's just like rapidly taking it out on everybody, right? Mm -hmm. And Lottie's just staring at her and with empathy. Um, She kind of like steps in between. Yeah, she protects Misty. Yeah. Uh, I will be the punching bag. I love this. I love this line from Lottie because I want to know what th- it means. But also I have a feeling it goes back to what we discussed earlier where she's like, Travis, take Javi in the yeah. bedroom. Let, don't let the boy watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't want him to have to see this. Again, I'm just. We like, can't afford that actor. That actor's hours is up. We can't have him <laughs> shooting anymore. We need a reason for him not to be in this scene. That and I, I don't even think it's that. I think it was supposed to lend like weight to the darkness of this scene, and it's the only thing they could think of. Were they going to take Nugget out? Or don't let gonna, Nugget see. Don't let Nugget say, watch. Like <laughs> Javi mentioned, uh, he had a friend help him or something like that. Is that friend Lottie or you know like? Well, that's what they. It could be Taisa or like, right. Sleepy Time Ty. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, another spirit. I, I think it is too. But I, I, I was like, why would Lottie be so worried about Javi seeing? what is to come, you know? Yeah. Cause what, what does happen is Lottie kind of puts her hands behind her back and lets Shauna get all of her rage out by beating the shit out of her. Yeah. Yes. Which yeah. Let it never out. saw that shit coming. Yeah. Let it out. Beats the shit out of and Lottie. It, and it's cut through. You, we listen to the song. The the adults are like partying and like dancing. Yeah. They're like howling even at one point. Yeah. yeah. They're just having a, a great old time. And then it's cutting to young Shauna just pummeling Lottie into a bloody pulp on the ground. She backhands the fuck out of her. Yeah. And front hands. And yeah. front hands. <laughs> and then, like, she should be dead. Lottie yes. should be well, dead. Well, I, I thought she was for a yeah. second. And then I was like, whoa, what weird shit is this? Like, are they going to resurrect her? Like, is the wilderness going to resurrect her? It was just, I thought she was dead. Yeah, and just butters. There was that really important moment where uh, Shauna finishes the beating and then realizes, like, oh, she doesn't look good. But she doesn't care. She's like, Lottie, I hated this. You okay? Yeah. Lottie. And then as soon as Lottie starts breathing and she's like, all right, cool. She's alive. And like just storms off. Right. right. I hated this so much. I liked the beating because I was like shocking in the way that the show it was, was supposed it was, to be. It was right? like shock just, value, but I was like. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end, and I love Sophie Nellie's to death. She's a genius. But 
like the way that they did this scene where it's like Lottie. Oh, you're gonna, oh, I hurt you too much. And then she, she's like so exasperated. Like you just beat Pummeled someone the shit out of somebody in a way that I don't even think you would have the strength to do. Like that's very painful for your hands and everything. Right. Like, but yeah, she's going to have broken cheekbones. Like this is a whole thing. And, and everybody, I guess, is so beholden to Lottie's power that they're not going to intervene because Lottie said, it's okay. That's fine. I'm, I'm with you there. But just the fact that Shauna was like. She like rolled her eyes like, oh, you're doing your Lottie shit all bloody. Like, what is going on right now? What do you mean? Like, she should have been horrified at herself. She should have like, she should have oh, yeah. played so I much differently. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily agree with you on that. Because like Shauna looks at Lottie and has a lot of resentment because of the vision she had last week. And also because of how weird mm. she's been about like, oh, you're, it's going to be a boy. Like getting your sure. hopes up. So she's really, really angry. And at this point, I don't know if Shauna really cares about anybody else. And the, but she she cares enough to be like, "Are you dead? Oh, good." Like, oh, and I almost kind of see it as like, a, "Of course you're not. You're fucking mm. Lottie. Of course you're not dead." Interesting. And like, she's just mad. Like, she wanted to fucking kill somebody, and she's upset that the person she targeted didn't actually get killed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also like. And she has witnessed Jackie die and she's like eating people. So I guess she's not in the same headspace as like a, I would think a person would be in. But I just think inflicting that amount of pain on somebody is extremely difficult. And I wouldn't think Sean would be capable of that with such. I just want to know why no one, no one stopped her. Like they all, Lottie told him not to. I guess. The power she wields. Still. I feel like Nat would have stopped her. Nat or Ty. She was close. She like grabbed her mullet. Like, <laughs> ah. <laughs> my security that, mullet that great mullet <laughs> I don't know man but for shock value I was very I was like oh my gosh this is happening yeah I was in um, and she walks out into the snow and like bloody hands that's it yeah. there that's it but then uh, a adult the adults are partying around the fire and uh, Shauna your husband has an emergency call for you she picks up the phone it's Jeff and Get, let's give Jeff some credit here because Jeff's being, being coy. He's being coy. He's like, Shauna, I have some terrible news. You know that guy that you had an accident with your car uh, who died? I think they found his body. Or like he's dead, I guess, because I think they found his remains. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's he doesn't know if his place is bugged. You know, how do they know it's Adam? They, they There's no feet or hands. Or, or there's no, uh, there's no, well, so, <laughs> there's no head or hand. I, I couldn't see what the new, like, cause you see the TV behind him. I yeah. can't, I can't read like the yeah. news Chiron, but maybe it's just like they found a body and Jeff just knows that. Well, the body. he also had tattoos on his back, which are identifiable pieces on a person. Mm-hmm. So he could have like, they could have tattoos on his back. Yeah. Remember when they were, you know, making love in the hotel and they showed, Clearly, I am. I'm the one who pays attention, but he has uh, he has back tattoos tats. on his back, which is an oversight on Misty, if I must say. For sure, should have yeah. peeled them off. You were paying a lot of attention <laughs> to that love scene there, Madison. I always do. Remember all that? He's got like I a. Always do. He's got like do. a, a an above average amount of ass hair, and I just. <laughs> you know, guys. Not the ass hair. Am I wrong? I know Shauna chopped that shit up. She went right down the. Always want to do this. And that's the end of the episode. That's all we get is like stakes rising. I think they're going to kill Jay. Oh, I, I think oh, so. Oh, really? Think well, here, so? let's let's do this now because we do have some listener emails that I think uh, that touch a little bit on this. Mm, um, the okay. first one comes from Kate R. Hi, Kate. Kate writes, 
Adam, well, she wrote a bunch of stuff, but then I kind of skipped to this part. Adam died last season around the same time Jackie did. I have been thinking maybe an adult death will be on the cards in the season finale. Surely they wouldn't have excitement in one timeline and a slow-moving storyline in the other. I noticed they used the song Lightning Crashes by Live, and the lyrics tell a very interesting story. The part, uh, the part where they say, quote, Oh, now feel it coming back like a rolling thunder uh, chasing the wind. Forces pulling from the center of Earth again. I can feel it. Is this a subtle hint? The adult timeline will draw a queen card like they have hinted the young timeline that will choose their next victim. They can't say they can't stay away from the wilderness and will continue to kill as if the wilderness wants all of them to be sacrifices. Uh, another theory from the song's meaning is that there is another there is a new mother to an old mother's life ending to the new beginning to the beginning of a new life. Does this give a hint that adult Shauna may be on the chopping block? Could possibly the only be the only way for the wilderness to be happy? Will Jeff and Callie have to start a new life under what Shauna has done? Uh, she continues and adds from an Aussie listener who has been walking around saying, now it's kind, constantly trying to see if that's what we actually <laughs> sound like. Uh, so that's from Kate. But yeah, like maybe they are like kind of what you're talking about. They're hinting that there's going to be another sacrifice in the adult timeline and it could be mm-hmm. Jay. To, like, get them off the trail of uh, of Shauna's wrongdoing? I just don't see how that would be plausible in the circumstances that, you know, he's hot on Adam's case. You know, they're broadcasting it. Like, he's going to be in a limelight situation of, like, talking to the public. And, you know, I'm I'm assuming they're going to bring Shauna in for the for his murder. So I don't know how they would have an opportunity to do it and also make it so make it seem like it wasn't well, them. I think they've set it up to where my thinking is Jay is such a maverick. He's already proven that he's willing to go way above and beyond, mm. like by just like sure. dating Callie and shit under Kevin's like strict. Yeah, don't yeah, do yeah. that. Right. So I could see a situation where I have a strict. Don't do that. Yes. <laughs> I could see a situation where Jay goes way above and beyond and is therefore out of the rules of the police mm. alone and unsafely like alone with Shauna or maybe even Jeff or Callie might be the ones that have to do it. I wouldn't I, I, I wouldn't put Callie. it past Callie having to kill him. Or maybe he goes to the wellness center. Maybe. And he's just by himself mavericking it up and he has irrefutable evidence that think he picks is forage? damning. And so in that moment, they panic and kill him or something, you know, what'd you say? Do you think he picks forage or like self-care? <laughs> He would definitely pick Forage. Mm. Definitely. Because he wants to be a little clue finder boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How's that go again? A little clue, clue finder boy. <laughs> that's what he is. I don't know. That's just one thing. I do think like last season, uh, there is always a, a death in each timeline so far. Mm-hmm. And we only have one season to go by, right? But we had Adam at the same time as Jackie. So it's like, uh, I think there has to be a, a climax, if you will, on each timeline. Because they've kind of put themselves in that situation where it's two separate stories almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, another email we, or this is actually from our discord. Daisy JT on discord writes, um, I think Walter has something to do with Adam's body being found at the end of the episode. Mm. I can see a scenario where after being rejected by Misty, he sees mm. her friends as a distraction to him, getting her full attention. Adam's body being found would potentially remove some of them from her life. He could potentially then act the hero and help them get out of it. Not dissimilar to Misty destroying the plane boxes and being needed by her teammates. Perhaps she then finds out and it creates a mirror scenario of where Misty and Crystal found themselves in the last episode. Hmm. Alternatively, it creates a detective villain dynamic circling back to the Sherlock Moriarty relationship he previously mentioned where he is causing issues for Misty. Um, yeah, and that's the that's the message from Daisy. Nothing to add. I mean, that's 
Very plausible. Very plausible. I like, I like that a lot, yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, any other emails or anything you want to read? We do, but I want to do it last. Okay. Cool. Last Let's move into our choice cuts then, shall we? Cuts, cuts, cuts. Our top three favorite moments of the episode. Madison, let's start it off with you. Your number three. Um, mine are out of order. Hold on. Sorry. Steve, let's start oh, off yeah, with sorry. you. It's oh, your no. number three. It's me. Okay, so my number three is the campfire beating. Um, I just really liked the cinematography and the way it was editing, edited and the song choice was very, very poignant. And it just fit the mood really well. Um, and overall that's, and, and it's just nice to see these, these women together, like as their adult forms, like the, there's something about getting this band together that makes me feel happy and excited and, uh, interested in what's coming next. Cause now that they're together, um, the wilderness is more powerful now, I guess, how is that going to manifest itself? I'm excited. And, uh, if, if, if they do stuff like this, I don't know, I eat this type of shit up, this type of the punching or the drinking. Yes. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my number three. Madison, you're okay, number three. My number three is um, Misty trying to stop Coach Ben from jumping. Mm, great moment. Great moment. Um, I really enjoyed Samantha Henry's performance. Um, also, Steven Kruger, who plays Coach Ben. Um, it was a very emotional scene between the two of them. Um, and it's been a minute since they've had screen time alone together. So I, I liked kind of having them back together and it being a very emotional driven scene. Great my choice. Number uh, my number three is uh, Shauna and the goat, um, <laughs> specifically when it all kind of comes to a head and she has this breakthrough, like the treatment's actually working about herself and Callie. Um, it may be a retcon, sure, but I think it's very effective in kind of explaining a lot about her character and things that kind of didn't add up. It adds a lot of depth and especially delivered through Melanie Linsky, who is a genius at playing these characters that are very soft and intentional, but also have a darkness to them, which is Shauna to a T, especially adult Shauna. Um, and in this moment, I think we got like, she's cause she's so sweet to the goat, right? Like, but like also you're going to make me stab it, you know, because she will, right? Like yeah. she has many times. And yeah. so I don't know. It's just everything that I loved and especially how much I hated her character in episode six. Um, it was so nice to get more, of the Shauna that I've come to love. Mm -hmm. That's my number three. Steve, you're number two. My number two is uh, really quickly. I just love uh, the moment where Van tells Taisa that she is sick with cancer. I, I love Lord Ambrose. I love Tawny Cypress. I love the two of them together. Let them fuck. That is why it's my number two. Madison, you're number two. My number <laughs> two um, is Steve's number three, which is uh, all of them in the adult timeline uh, hanging out, uh, partying like it's old time. It just they all looked like they were happy <laughs> for once um, being together um, in this very weird circumstance. And uh, also the music choice for this mm -hmm. scene. Very awesome. Very great. Um, so that's my number two. Speaking of music, my number two is just dumb as hell. It's the opening because uh, I'm a sucker for something in the way needle drop every time. And uh, I think coming off of where the last episode left us, which was in a very devastated emotional space, I think it was a great way mm -hmm. to open and just uh, it did a lot of heavy lifting for 
way more than a last time on, you know, more than a recap could have done. Just get me in that space was that song. I think it was very well done. So that's my number two. Steve, your favorite moment of episode seven. I, I got to ask you guys, is is there any scenario where our number one <laughs> isn't the same for all three of us? I'm just going to say one word. You all can agree with me if I'm wrong, but nine number one, and I suspect you're all's number one, is none other than Caligula. <laughs> Yes. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. So good. Hands down. That scene is so good. I love a good musical. I love a good Misty. I love a good Walter. I love a good bird named Caligula. I like float tanks. I like float tanks. <laughs> have either of you ever been in one? Um, no. I've not either, no. by the way. I'm not leaving you anywhere. No, I don't think I have. We should do one for the episode. I've, 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 I've <laughs> drawn a float tank. We're in the pool. There's the, the camera above us. <laughs> no, no, no. Like the whole episode. We, we, we don't podcast in there. I'm just saying we could go to the, that like, was my thought immediately. Oh, we're gonna do the podcast in the pool. <laughs> we could go to the what an audio tanks. nightmare. <laughs> oh man, now I'm just thinking like how we could pull that off. Who has a pool camera on I'll, the top? I'll get, no, I just get green screens and I'll just key oh. in like water behind us and I'll get some lights to make the shimmer. We all dress up with one pieces on. We've I'm got, wearing like, the flippers. tanning goggles on. Yeah, I want to wear a one piece. Can I call it a onesie? Because that's what I almost did. (laughs) (laughs) But I got a finale idea now. Mm. Last year was Misty Wigs. This year, onesies. (laughs) So just bring us to uh, buzzworthy performances. uh, Honeycombs. 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 Of which I have none because we've already mentioned live and Nirvana. So. Um, Uh, So, yeah, I just have the music that was Madison. You throw them out. I have uh, Josh and you. Between Misty and Shauna, they say, we're just joshing. Just joshing. Is that not cool anymore? I mean, it is, but I feel like it was <laughs> very... An antiquated... That was cooler flying. back in very, the day. Very prominent in the 90s, I feel. Oh, by the way, I, mean, I hate to interrupt, but somebody... Uh, I think it was an email. It might have been a comment on my TikTok. I think it was a comment on my TikTok. The episode where Crystal dies, they said, uh, no way in hell Misty would have said bestie in 1996. She would have said BFF or something like Bestie's a current uh, term. So they thought that was a little anachronistic. Mm. Um, I'm sure the current uh, the current viewers did not make that connection at Misty all. Misty just invented it. <laughs> right Misty, then and there. Misty is the trendsetter. <laughs> yeah. They also, um, because Madison wasn't here, she probably knows this. I don't know why. I just feel like you do. When staying alive is something they teach you to sing for CPR. Yeah. I didn't know. I that. didn't know that either. Until yeah. after that, yeah. yeah. Staying alive. Stay. I, did, I just thought I she just loved that. that song. I knew you would. That's what I'm saying. I was a lifeguard. That was my first job. So saving they, lives. Saving lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lifeguarding. That's what you lifeguarding. said. Lifeguarding. Wow. Not yeah. all heroes. So you already have the one. The, the onesie. Um, it's you been, like a, red been one a while. With a white cross it's on been it? a while. I want to say that it's. I have no clue where it's at. <laughs> I think it's gone. You lost um, your onesie. <laughs> yes. Dang. Um, and then I have the other Easter egg I have is, uh, the lip phone, um, that was in Mm, the the dream. Yeah. And I want to say it's in reference from like her room because she has that same phone from her bedroom as a child. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good, 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 good pull. Good catch. And then that's the only thing I have for honeycombs. The rest is music. That brings us to our buzz. The music. We got oh, something away by Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We already talked about Lightning Crashes by Live. Yeah. There's two, count them, two Florence One, two. and the Machine songs in mm. this episode. There is Free by What a Florence week for her. Machine. Yeah, right? And uh, Dream Girl Evil is well, also she, in there. She yeah. was in the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 movie. Yeah. Dog Days of Summer. <laughs> yeah. Dog Days of... The Florenaissance. Oh. Florenaissance. I like that. Uh, then Ooh. also uh, <laughs> Sneaker Pump 6 by The Underground. Is that... Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. So those nice. are the songs. Cool. Yeah. 
So buzz, buzz, buzz performance. Buzz, 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 buzz. Now I predict. I don't know. Steve's always a fucking wild card, man. You never know. Yeah, you whatever. you said that you think you know what mine I is. I think you're going Lauren Ambrose. Wow. Ooh. Are you not? No, I'm not. Really? Yeah. That hurts my feelings. You oh. thought you knew Madison, <laughs> you fool. I mean, I think it's fair Did to... Did we choose the same one then? We might have. I don't know if we did. Do we want to say it at the same time? No, because then if it's different things, it'll make me feel bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we don't have All to. Right, three, two, one. Samantha, Samantha Hanrahan. Yes! yes! <laughs> I'm so happy we did the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was and worth it. Steve, what'd you pick? Steve? I wrote Misty's. Misty's nice. Yes. Nice. You picking both? Picking both. I love it. I'm Heck being yeah. greedy this week. I want both of them. Because they both crushed. I'm surprised I, you didn't say Caligula or something wild. Oh, man. It could have been. Well, speaking of, the actor who plays Caligula is, in fact, John Cameron Mitchell. I just wanted to give the nod to him. Credit where for, credit's due. Yeah. Exactly. I, th- I thought he did a very slay? good job. Was it a slay? It's a slay. Caligula slay. <laughs> Caligula slay. Caligula <laughs> slay. And then I will say honorable mention to Steven Kruger, who plays Coach Ben. Because I feel like he's been going through the ringer. Yeah, that's true. And we and never shine love on, on Coach Ben. Exactly. So I think, but. Fair, fair. The reason I chose Samantha Hanratty is because of the scene from being on top of the hip, on top of the cliff mm-hmm. with Steven Kruger. And so I think it's only fair to give the acknowledgement to the opposing actor. Yeah, that the was scene in that partner, scene. sure. Yeah. yeah, because that's the most emotion I felt in a while was that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, especially coming from somebody yeah. who doesn't exhibit a ton of like genuine emotion as a yeah. character. So it was just like extra powerful, I think. Yeah. Steve, what do you got for us? What's, what's popping up? You look like you're a little devious over there. So this, I'm going back to the last email. I think mm-hmm. we can end on this. Okay. But if you got, so Lauren wrote in, she wrote in last week. But Where did she write into? Lauren Ambrose To the wrote email in? at streamingthingspod at gmo.com. Mm. It was not Lauren Ambrose, unfortunately. <laughs> I wish it was. Darn it. Uh, but Lauren paid, brought attention to the phone number. Uh, for Lottie's oh. Wellness Center that you can see in the background of this episode. And she was nice enough to say, hey, call this number. It's a treat. And I and I did call this number, but I thought it would be nice to call it on air so everybody can hear what it is. Okay. So we're going to do it. That number, if you guys want to try it on your own, it's 607 478 You have? And 1033. Let's call it right now. Oh, here we go. You've reached Sunshine Honey's Wellness Community. Proudly located at the former site of Camp Green Pine in majestic northern. It's not real. Do you ever wonder where you are? Ooh. Are you somewhere feeling lonely, wandering between the who and the when, or flirting with the why? If so, hello. We are here and ready to believe you. We're ready to believe you. But we're still here and we're still listening. Don't be afraid to say the words that move the winds. We'll hear you if you hear us. So that's what you get. You get a creepy message. We'll hear you if we hear if you hear us. What do you guys think about that? Funny, that's my dial tone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just thought it, it kind of reminded me of like a horror game kind of yeah. thing where yeah. that would be playing while you're like prowling the lab with like two shotgun shells left and it so would be can, upsetting can i ask is the phone number in association with the yellow jacket show like is that 
is is that a planted phone number? That's, yes. Yeah. It's okay. In the, it's in the background of one. I think when they're all together, about to get their therapy I, assignments. I noticed the phone number. I didn't even think to call it. Yeah. But. Anytime they show a whole phone number in a show, especially on like a mystery show. Sure. But I think they they can't do that unless they own the number, and mm-hmm. so it's always going to be show related goodies. It sounded like. Uh, Lottie? Uh, Lottie. You think yeah. so? Yeah. I was wondering yeah. if that was the actress or so not. I think, I think there's it, a, it starts off as a voicemail for the wellness center. Then it has that weird electrical cut. And then it becomes Lottie telling you about, hey, the it's the same electrical cut. Do you think that it happens when they're showing that something isn't real? Mm, possibly. Like was this not real? Did we just hallucinate that? Oh Guys, what's gosh. real? What's not real? I don't know. I don't know, but that was creepy as fuck. Yeah, yeah, they did a good job of not being too hokey there, but also being pretty damn creepy. So that's a fun yeah. little Easter egg. It's not as cool fun. as when we called Argyle's Pizza Shop. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, hey try guys. before you deny me. <laughs> Heard you're into a lot of spooky shit nowadays, but uh, we'll be back soon. I guess Stranger Things is a little spooky, but... <laughs> <laughs> just a I'm, little. I don't know, man. I'm just high. a little. Just a little spoopy. Hmm. Well, thanks for tuning in this week. I hope you loved episode seven. We've only got two episodes left for all that we know. And uh, yeah, we'll be enjoying them. Things are about to ramp up. But thanks always for listening. We love you. That's all the time we have for right now. My name is Chris. My name is Madison. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. Happy streaming. It's gonna be May, and in this month of May, we want to give a special shout-out to the patrons that are brand new to the Stream Fiends family. Uh, This first person isn't brand new, but they have upgraded their tier to the highest possible tier, and that is the case to patron saint of streaming things, and that is none other than Will Nash. Thank you, Will, for your patronage. Uh, In the Try Before You Deny producers tier, we want to welcome Alan Tomlinson. Hello, Alan. Thanks for joining. In the Marty B VIP producers tier, we want to thank Christian Louise, Kate Russell, Gabriella Balin, and Rachel B. Thank you all so much for being in the Nina with Dr. Marty B. In the Chocolate Pudding producer section, we want to welcome Alyssa Haley, Karis Brister, Echo Echo Romeo Oscar, Jason Richards, Harry and Charmaine, Chelsea Agunde, Nomad Props, David Gauthier, Gauthier, probably mispronouncing all of these, Christian Pancal, Kelly Camp, Nathan Fisher, Izzy Drawing Wolf, and Mary Phillips. Thank you all for joining the Chocolate Pudding Tier. Hope you enjoy this bonus episode. And in the Friends Don't Lie producer section, we want to thank Serena Singh, K.L. Morton, Tony T. Is that Tony time? We'll never know. Oren Ronan and Mike Oxlong. Thank you all so much for keeping the lights on over here at Streaming Things. We love you so much dearly and we appreciate your patronage so much in this month of May.